Hi everybody, welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 185. We're back down in the basement, late on a Friday night. Jack is slurping a juice box and... That I am. Analyzing a new Star Wars figure of his. No, this one's not new. This is the oh. other one that's oh. better. But we're back. We're going to talk about some Dynamite. We're going to... Well, we'll start out with re- reviewing Royal Rumble, right? After the news. Yep. Dynamite NXT... Maybe a little bit of Raw? Did you find some I stuff? I didn't, and I'm waiting to see on SmackDown. SmackDown really is occurring as we speak. There's some Pete Dunn because he's he is MIA ever since his triumphant Triumphant return. return. You might have heard about that on here. You may have. One of us maybe. is big. Well, we're both big Pete Dunn fans. but I just vocalize take, it better than Taking you. it to the next level. I vocalize it better. Your love of Pete Dunn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, you just, are, as we've talked about, coming off basically a week off of school because you didn't have many exams, and I... I'm currently fearing for my life next semester. Next semester is going to be a tough one for you. But uh, wrestling-related banter, you got. I ordered you randomly some a pack of stickers from Timu. Actually, some decent ones. Like one of the first ones I saw was Adam Cole, Bebe, which is. And nice. I think it was like fifty stickers or something for like three dollars and something. And it ranges from like them dancing around copyright violations to like just giving me straight up logos one says bray wyatt on it right well there's one that's like the old smackdown logo like the original right. smackdown logo or the southpaw logo like straight up you know like they are not hiding it at all no, but it, some of them are kind of cool we'll some see. of them are not subtle oh did you see look around the corner there the lucha mask sticker that i bought is up there it was kind of cool it was also like a couple dollars and I stuck it up on the wall. Need to replace the basketball jerseys with something. I like the basketball jerseys. Unrelated. Yeah, but it's just anything. It's my space, so I it's put gross. whatever I want in here. It's gross. Support your brother's lovely basketball support career. Support it. Elsewhere. I went and coached his school team and his the girls team at his school this week. That was a little different than uh, pretty high level rep ball I'm used to with your brother. Yeah, <laughs> elementary I would, kids that don't. I would play. struggle with that if I'm like you know lowering yourself so much. Yeah, it's I, fun because you can back it up to real basics, which is probably what I'm better at, to be honest. I guess so. I guess there's that. Honest. Yeah, that's fair. That's like fair. I can take them from knowing nothing to really helping them out, right? So that's kinda, that's fair. That's rewarding. Uh, but yeah, it's I don't probably know. Probably easier than that. Not right. much else going on this week. The news will be somewhat better. Well, I guess it's continuing from the disgusting. We're still of, feeling the fallout. I was telling you, a listener contacting me and saying that because of you they started reading the court documents and was it did not enjoy mark oh okay yeah. I, I thought it was no yeah, yeah. Uh, uh yeah i read like i probably 20 pages deep into the 67 page yeah, court it's document not it's, cool and it's one of those things where it's and I'm, it sounds cliche but honestly it's you think it can't get worse and then you go to the next page yeah, and right. just, it's quite literally the definition of snowballing like, the depths of it's something, his depravity yeah. allegedly of course. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. But no, there's still fallout from that. There is. That'll probably come up, but I don't know what else I is. I haven't really done much. I went out on Tuesday and I I got one of the Bad Batch guys for no reason, just because it was there. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start getting the Bad Batch figures. Which so. is the most recent Star Wars cartoon series, right? If you're Yeah, the most recent animated one. Uh, but not like a kid's one or anything. It's, no, I'd say it. Wa- it's like in between i guess i don't know muted my mic but, for that and i've been re-watching it um i just finished yeah because the new ones are coming up seasons. yeah and the new season looks awesome my boy crosshair right is the best one but like and i was, was finishing the second season it's so annoying because he was in episode three like super prominently then he's gone until episode 12 and it's just i find him to be the most interesting one and they they deprive me so right. much but so then i got I got tech here, and then I'm gonna try to hunt down the other ones now. Cause once you get one, you gotta oh, you're a collector go down the of rabbit hole. collections, as yeah. I described. Although you. I was saying to you, I will avoid Omega, who's the worst. 
You will. Uh, and actually, the trailer did look cool. I know trailer you, looks I sweet, watched yeah. it with you. It did make it look like it's pretty good. And I peeped out my boy Crosshair a couple times, so he'll be back in his true form. Right. But um, no, so that looks good. I've been watching that. Um, Nate also found Lost and Found on. Um, oh my god. On other sites, so I I spam watched that. Like I took a break from Bad Batch for like two days just to speed through that. And it's like it did get canceled. You love I, the nostalgia the stuff sec- from when you were a kid. Sec- eh? Yeah, I still love kicking it. I love kicking it dearly. That's so, one of my favorite shows, and I know it's not good. Lost and Found just stopped, like because it never. They I never guess they wrapped just, it up. They didn't pick it up after the second season. That's too bad. Season. You guys love that show. Yeah, for a and while. it's like I I I think it's pretty good for like uh something. Netflix made that's for, it like, holds kids. up better than a lot of the kids shows you watch for sure I'll and I like it's one of those ones where they made a lot of original music like we we talk about that a lot with mm-hmm. Bob's Burgers every episode there's original music and I think generally some of the songs on that show are good especially I like the ones by like the guy the guys band because it's more yeah my style as much as that show is gonna oh, on, be on the lost and found yeah yeah so like there's that but it's one of those things where it it does suck to watch because there's all these things that are unresolved and will never be resolved. If so you haven't like, seen it, it's basically, uh, I guess it's targeted at teens or tweens, it's probably. like a music college, and kind it's of, like, a, like some sort of campus. It's kind like of an thing. elite music school almost, right? Where yeah, it's super cool. talented people go and it, yeah, it's cool. engage um, in teenage drama. As far as Netflix things go, it's good. It, yeah, it it's really bad. hard to find, though. I had to watch the first season on whatever side Nate found. Yeah. Uh, and then I found the full second season on YouTube, but it sounded kind of weird. I found but one of my favorite shows it. that disappeared off Netflix on YouTube as Toast well. Toast of London? No, I wish. I Toast of London is somewhere. on there. It is on there. Uh, no, it's called People Just Do Nothing, where uh, if you like The Office, you should check it out. It's basically The Office, but they're like British rappers who are like super dedicated to a genre of music that is no longer in style, but they think they're... So they have a pirate radio station that probably broadcasts a few blocks, but they think they're like the most important coolest it's awesome um just an adventure in obliviousness like steve carell there's basically characters that are like um dwight mm-hmm. and, and, and similar archetypes. Yeah, yeah right so anyways it's it's a good show and it's mm-hmm. all on i think popcorn put it up because it's an TV actual talk thing tv talks TV, it's good i didn't watch any random matches this week i was i mean no? YouTube, i just got i was watching Bad i still Bash. haven't hit the worst of so that's my fault but we'll oh, get there. oh yeah that's that we'll is there. not my fault I it's can not just sit back here mine. and uh blame you take no blame yeah. Uh, but anyways, we should probably get into talking about wrestling because we've got a lot to talk about. That we do. So let's get into the first segment every week where we quickly take a look at hopefully some better news, but not really because there's still fallout. It's some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. All right, so quickly ratings before we get into some of the meteor stuff this week. Uh, NXT averaged 648,000 viewers, up 0.9%, so almost the same. Earned a 0.18 in the key demo, down 5.3. Second lowest demo rating since August. Dynamite, 818,000 viewers, down 2.3%, or earned a 0.26 in the key demographic, down 3.7. So three out of four down this week. Don't know what it means, but now you know. What do you have for us? Um, Let's see. I got to scroll back up. Um, first thing, which a lot of people will find sad, but I feel like we will, there will be no sympathy here. Uh-oh. I don't know uh, what you're CM referring Punk to. out with a oh, triceps yeah. injury suffered in the Royal Rumble match to miss WrestleMania. And I found a funny tidbit related to that. Um, additionally, I saw a story that Thunder Rosa said, of course, Thunder Rosa, who we love as we a person do. and a wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyone who doesn't feel bad for him after the promo on Raw is a psychopath. I guess I'm a psychopath. I, it was some emotional promo BS on Raw that I don't care about. And of course, it, like... 
I doubt his sincerity all the time anyway. I so. doubt his sincerity and also I do not feel bad for him I mean, after it's everything. Too bad. He's I don't like through. people getting injured, but I find it pretty funny, especially would. because um he did this this Teenage exa- Me would too. He got found his tri- he got his <laughs> he had a triceps injury before uh brawl out too, so But now as someone who's had serious injuries, you know. Yeah, I got a bit of sim- it's, empathy. It's still funny. And then also the promo uh, in the promo Drew McIntyre came in and one of the things he said was I prayed for this to happen and it it did. And I saw I him like, like working his triceps out too, and like yeah, he he's like he's so funny. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I know it's kayfabe, funny. but Drew's like my avatar in this situation because I have no sympathy for him, and um, Drew's all over that. So no, I Drew's think it's really hot funny. right now, man. That's what I'm saying. He should have. I would have been fine with him winning the rumble. I thought he's doing really great, and I hope maybe I he hope... did. We haven't talked about it yet. Mm, okay, because nobody knows it was a week ago. <laughs> people still are waiting I for us that, to tell um, them. For Punk sure. being out opens the door for Drew because I would. I hope love so too. for Drew to get his title and he win seems in front like of people. He, if you need to substitute someone in, he's ready. Even if he's a heel, I I just really want him to get that title win in front of people that he deserves because yeah. he carried his the company on his back during probably the worst time to do so. Yep, so, no um, fans saw him. And he's doing really great right now, I he think. Is. So um props to him. So that was awesome. But um Punk's out, boohoo, don't care. That's yeah, and fine. that'll be lengthy triceps injury. So Yeah, he's out missing me. I think it was what, three to He'll four. He'll be back months? to win next or year's rumble. Four or to six, I think. Maybe I don't know. And then but, they're going to use him sparingly. They're going to put him on like a Roman Reigns plan because they should, he gets I think hurt a lot right now. Not even that. I think they'll put him on the Edge plan because Edge would come back sparingly, do like a feud for a bit, and yeah. then he would go. And that's part of why he left, right? Because he wants to wrestle more like he yeah. is now. I think he'll be around to cut promos and stuff, but they'll yeah, put him on ice. No wonder he wrestled maybe. one house show against Dom, and then he's been cutting promos the whole time since the Rumble because literally his first match back, he's out. Right. Which that's what I find funny is like, and he's complaining about in AEW working with like children and whatever but mm-hmm. he can't go so like what's your deal you know like, yeah I, it's just it's funny couldn't I, happen to a nicer guy yeah? yeah no sympathy one of those things no sympathy for the devil commentary shakeups, right um as you pointed out last week what's his face got Kevin fired patrick so have you heard the new alignments well, i told you about raw because we love it yeah but i will so i'll start with that yeah it's mcafee again yeah and he was cole. on smackdown with cole so it's the same team that was on SmackDown at a while least ago. it's two people or are they having a third because i so like the idea two of two just one of them's mcafee so. and smackdown you heard that is is Corey graves going a pr- quote-unquote promotion i guess to lead commentator with, okay good for him with He's barrett cool. doing color who barrett yeah oh. Okay, I like Barrett. Barrett's pretty good. So my hope is... Those are solid duos. Though. Again, two-man booth like, yeah, that. like that. And Graves used to be awesome. And then he got into those antics and whatever. So I'm hoping as the play-by-play guy, maybe he yeah. reverts back. Because he was really good Don't him and Barrett kind of have the same role? Like, wasn't Barrett also a play-by-play kind of guy? Yeah. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. So but we'll see how it goes. I don't mind that, yeah. No. Um, I like the, the idea of two man because that third person, at least the way WWE does it, contributes nothing ever. They're the Byron Saxon, or like the third person's always the one I hate, like yes. um, Coach Booker T, Beth Phoenix, Percy Watson. Because there's nothing they're gonna say that the other two can't no. or haven't. If NXT Black and Gold had just Nigel and Morrow, I would love that. Cause right, th- those are like that's probably my favorite duo. But they love the three person booth for uh, some reason. So hopefully that era is over. They're all over the, the Vince era. Booth. Yep. <laughs> Um, more Rumble stuff is after the Rumble returns. Um, Andrade will be he's signed to Raw and mm-hmm, Kayfabe, and then uh, Naomi has been signed to SmackDown, where the Bloodline is. I also is heard she's still going to be doing some TNA stuff. She's on TNA next week, which is I think that's fine if they're doing the working partnership, but I think it's specifically weird in her case because 
she is a different name. Right. So I think that's the weird thing to me. But if they're doing a kind of partnership, it's interesting. And I think it's really funny because there is history of burying some of their people and yeah. also ignoring them for years. And just generally never wanting to acknowledge another company other than to crush them. So mm-hmm. for them so. to be... Vincere is over, man. That's I guess. true. That that could be easily part of it because at uh, most they've worked with ECW for a little bit, uh, yeah. AAA for a little bit, and like was the SWS some Japanese promotion for like a little bit. Mm-hmm. So they've barely worked with people. It's not like it's never happened, but it's very sparingly. Right. And then Mickey James showed up in 2022, right? That yes. one time. Right. Uh, to go back to sort of the disgusting news from last week, we've got some people now reacting. John Laurinaitis being one who's basically. The gist of it that I got is he doesn't seem to be really denying much, but saying, like, I was also an employee being abused. You know what I mean? How is he abused? That's the angle he's going to say is, look at all of it. It's all, like, I, it's all about you have to do whatever or Vince fires you or makes your life hell or whatever. I'm in that boat, too. Yeah, I'm sure he had a real rough time. Right. So. It really doesn't sound interesting like that, that he or... doesn't even seem to because vince's thing is none of that this didn't happen these yeah, are blah 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 that is laurinaitis weird. is kind of like well if if it were to hypothetically if all of this were true i'm just a victim too i don't think so i know I... but that's the angle he has to find an angle right that's true that that's that's true and then his what are they uh stepdaughters yes finally commented to the nikki and brie garcia i think they are now right yep we are shocked and disheartened by recent allegations against members of the WWE. It has been a lot to process since we found out this past week. I would say how would just they know? Just as you all did. But but in their defense, they haven't been involved with the company in a while. So it's not like they have any reason to be up on this. Because Laurinaitis, like, hypothet- like, it could be defensible that he wouldn't want them to know. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, and it's also defensible that they haven't been involved in a while. But it also seems like they weren't doing a very thorough job of hiding any of this that's true but i mean who's to say if it's just their stepfather that they're around much i don't know i feel like it's somewhat defensible for them but the main point seems to be the whole like we found out last week like you like that's what they're really hitting that's yeah it does seem a little phony to me but i feel like it's pretty defensible for them just because i hope they didn't know anything i don't think they would have because they're gonna need to like because now like just sort of talk about it all i guess there's criminal investigations now happening yeah like now federal, it's like on a federal stuff. level which so, is insane this is big time but anyways yeah. that's all i have related to that gross stuff and then i have one other thing We're but free, you go yeah. ahead um well kind of related is i guess lesnar is so he yeah. was supposed to be in the rumble and his apparent replacement was braun breaker so to think my the one call up i would have bet on almost didn't happen and it, they say that like beat for beat he got Basically what Lesnar would have done. But then you mentioned a gr- good point about the elimination, right? He got thrown up by Dom. So, so was Brock Lesnar, to... there's no universe where he's agreeing <laughs> he, he, to be eliminated by Dom. He faced Omos at Mania last year, so was he meant to face Dom Mysterio? Right. Like, I don't know. And then also, he, I think he got pulled from WWE Supercard or whatever, and mm-hmm. so 2K are like kind of keeping him on the low. I mean, it's definitely too late. Like, he's probably in the game. He's probably in the showcase Still mode. on the roster page because I was doing some research for trivia today. So I was on the roster page. He was still there. Okay. So as like, of like 7.30 today. But they're definitely going to keep his name on the down low. I which would is, think so. That makes like... It's going to be... We were saying it's going to be really hard to scrub Vince and Brock. 
because Vince was in everything and for Brock's, that. And, and with as much as they love to lean on the Attitude Era, like Vince is huge Vince for the is, Attitude Era. Is that attitude that's era. like now three Rumble winners? You can't really mention Lesnar, Benoit, Vince. You could argue he is the most important figure of that era. Like it's probably him Austin. and Austin, and yeah, basically right? and Lesnar. I like I, he's not my favorite, but some he's had some really good matches and yes. Like him, love him or hate him, he's huge, and, and they it's just gonna love be weird to refer to him because he has mainstream appeal. People outside of wrestling know who he is, or did. I don't know if he's still it's got super. The same. It'll be super weird if he's not around anymore. Because um, you won't mind though. I don't. I won't really care after a while. <laughs> it's just yeah. it'll be super weird for a while, just because I'm used to him showing up every now and then and having some sort of big match against somebody, and then being gone going back, for months. going back to his farm. But I guess he'll just stay on the farm with sable and i wonder what she how she feels about all she has not weighed in to my knowledge on this i'd be interested to know my last one is a re-signing for new japan which i think is good on the heels of okada leaving right tamatanga it is hiromu takahashi so time bomb he is pretty awesome so hopefully they sort of focus on him if they have a little bit of space to make new stars he should be one they probably look yeah at. you could go maybe up to the global title or something everybody seems to like him so. something above junior heavyweight or right. or maybe i don't know if his junior heavyweight is the ceiling for him i think he needs to get out of that division. some guys it's their ceiling it is some guys end up being like even shingo they moved him up for a bit and then i don't know what they're doing with him. he's now. mostly never open way right now but yeah. some guys it's like they're stuck in the junior division or some guys end up being like balor or omega mm-hmm. Who have gone far beyond that, obviously. That's right. Well, I got nothing else. Uh, last one was Trick Williams is viewed as a possible main main eventer after he made the save for Mello on SmackDown. I think it was last week, mm-hmm. uh, and SmackDown officials were blown away by the reaction. Like he got he a good over. reception, and the the crowd were doing like the whoop that trick. Yeah, thing. like I don't know if they knew because sometimes they're like nobody watches NXT. Well, I'm surprised. Like that's like a full arena doing that though. Right. And it's different than like just a little CWC. You know what I mean? No, he uh, he is super hot right now, and I know you're not a huge fan in ring, and I don't think he. He's Daniel Bryan or anything, but um, he's good enough. He's good enough to be pushed on main roster. I feel like there's a whole bunch of NXT people that are... Well, you just said Stratton's gone, right? So um, I feel like Perez isn't long for NXT. Uh, Ilya's probably not long for NXT. Melo's basically already gone. Sounds like Trick's mm-hmm. on the short list, right? Yeah. So, I think, yeah, because Melo's had a few matches now. So Melo's as good as gone. It's just, I think so. I feel like they're waiting to pay off the storyline in that. I agree. And I think that's happening Sunday, which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch. Well, even after that, you still did the split. So I say it pays off Mania weekend. Like, but they officially split on oh, Sunday. Yeah. And then we, like the that. aftermath for how Yeah, and then wrong. you do, I think you pay that off at Mania. You have Melo go up then and Trick. I say he could maybe go up by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I think he'd still need some work, but like you keep him decently hot and he can go up eventually because I feel like you still need some work with him. He could him. use some more seasoning. He's not for perfect, sure. especially that knee strike. You need to the get rid of The trick knee, you're not a fan. It's bad. Uh, well, let's move into some reviews because we got a lot to talk about. So we're going to go back almost a week in time and quickly review for you one of the big four pay-per-views in WWE. Sorry, PLEs. PLE. And that is this year's Royal Rumble. All right, sir, we'll see how this goes because... Uh... As I, as I wrote down, it's my half-assed cell phone notes because I was just like jotting things down on my cell phone. So hopefully I may have to make some complete thoughts of incomplete thoughts or you may have to fill in some gaps for me, but it might be fun. A uh, couple general notes. Uh, Black Keys theme song. I love Black Keys. I like the song. Yeah, good for them. They tried really hard to kill it though, eh? 
They just play it. They play it so much. They do that a lot of the time. And you、though. never hear the whole thing, so it's annoying. It's always the same parts. Usually,、yes. like a chorus or like whatever sounds、yes. the best for like. Good song, good band, but they try hard to kill it on these shows. They do their.、Um, you noticed right away they spoiled Roxanne Perez's. Yeah,、debut. so they were like, it was really funny. They were showing the four people in the. Uh, world title match getting ready, and so Orton's like coming in as they're doing like screen tests, and they were doing Peroxan Perez. So it's right. like, why, if you know you're filming, why wouldn't you test someone who we know is there? Vince would be、Or、firing like, people. Yeah, back that, in the day. That's a funny, I mean, it doesn't really matter because I think she's been in a rumble before. She was in last year, I think, but like,、right. still, it's just funny to me. And McAfee shows up, you are thrilled. It's just the first thing they do.、Right. They did this last year, too. Yep. They did. So, only four matches on this. I'll go through the notes I have. We'll see if we can make sense of them, decipher them. Women's Royal Rumble is first. And my first note Jack is annoyed that Natalia is first. That was lame. They waste no time with a surprise. Naomi comes in at number two, right? So, right now, that off was the nice. I, I popped for you. Are you pulling up our.、Uh, oh, I should. Predictions. I know we already know who won, but I'm sure you're going to want to talk about it. Oh, yeah. It was, I, I will it came say, down it, to the wire. It was, that was fun, at least. It was. It, was, it came、and、down to the wire. That's why I was happy we all made, we made different picks, or at least ranked. I liked how it came down for sure. Not, I, that doesn't really spoil anything. So、but. Bailey comes out as number three. She was my pick to win it, so I'm kind of、uh, worried because that's a long road for her, but still felt possible to me. I won't go over the order of everybody coming in. Notables, though, Jordan Grace shows up at number five. I that was, was I popped for that. that she looked、nice. great just in terms of the way she looks and with the championship she was actually the allowed to wear. The belt is beautiful. So, so and she, she had a decent showing. I thought、yeah. she could have looked stronger. And also, while, while we're on the topic of this, because、uh, we saw, I remember seeing a tweet like after we made our picks, obviously, I couldn't really. Yeah. Which kind of sucks, but like that the TNA partnership would. Pay pay dividends here.、Mm-hmm. Really, it was only her and、it、Naomi. Like the men,、her. it was. Not, I was expecting something. I, once they pulled out Jordan Grace, I was like, oh, okay,、it's、they're、like、gonna、Josh、pull Alexander out Josh Alexander, Shelly, Moose, someone like、right. that. No one. Which Moose would make was kind of disappointing. Yeah, just bring at least、Big. both their champions or something.、Right. I was really hoping for Josh Alexander, if I'm being honest.、Uh, so then we get. Uh, what did I say? Oh, Jordan Grace at number five. She should be throwing out the dead weight while looking dominant. I wasn't thrilled that she was like, she looked pretty good, but she could. They could Her elimination was at least sick. But then、though. again, they're not going to make someone from another company look awesome, I don't no, think, really. Not overly, at least. So I don't. <laughs> dueling, stalling, suplexes by Grace and Mike. So I don't know what、Ivy、the typo. There we go. Niall, and it auto corrected. So、uh, I was using my phone. Yeah, yeah. This is the deciphering. Good. Three of damage, I'll do my best. Three of damage controller in early. Both Chance and Carter are in by 13. So we've got some like little groups and pairings there. Kyrie Sane with their little Spider Man thing there. Well, that was her, right? That was really cool. It was. I, that got a reaction for me because it's like, so she's grabbing on like the eight, the because she's on one of the sides of the LED screen. So there's like that little black cover that's on、right. the sliver. And she's like holding it on her feet or against the LED board. And her toes are like right above the floor. And eventually she fell out. But which. I thought might have been a botch. Me too. They, I have botch question mark. They also tossed out Oscar, which made me think it was planned. Right. Because they're both out now, Bailey's alone. Remember、so, the spot, though. So, so that's cool. Yeah. So then that was really cool. And it was a nice kind of Kofi esque spot,、mm-hmm. which Kofi was in this year.、Right? I don't remember him doing anything. Me either. I guess that, that thing's dead now ever since he botched it. Oh, I think I make reference to the fact that it didn't happen when we get there. Yeah, because I don't remember it. Jordan Grace gets eliminated when she takes、uh, KOD on、that、the apron. That was cool. At least she got a cool elimination because that looked awesome. Niven's making her entrance and ends up catching Green, right? And saving her from being eliminated, I believe. Oh, yeah, Piper. Okay, yeah.、Um, 
Vega has crazy entrance gear. I don't even remember what it looked like now, but it must. Have oh been. yeah, it was some like it was huge. mechanical wing thing. Oh it's right, like, right, right, right. It's some some something game. She's like really animated. Like she's done like a lot of Street Fighter or um, Mortal Kombat before. Yeah, remember the one yes, time she does. She in a rumble, like she that. came out as Vega, right. which is I thought that, <laughs> one, that one's funny. Um, so commentary. I thought this was super funny. Tell us how quote heavily improved Maxine is. As that she, was funny. And then immediately looks awful. She was bad. I think there was a head scissors this, thing that looked that, terrible. That was it. This is the first time I think I've actually seen her in a match and she was bad, man. She, and it was just like the heavily Although, improved. who's to nope. say she's not heavily improved? True. She could have been like abysmal well, before. And you know heavily improved is just their like dog whistle way of saying not very good. Yeah. Like that's what that means. Which is true. Uh, Nia Jax comes in and gets, in my opinion, the treatment Jordan Grace should have, right? She just starts dominating I was people. annoyed at how good Her she looked. Her presentation in this, she was... Or, like, how good she was made to look. Yes. And, um, she also tossed out Shayna Baszler, which absolutely pissed me off. Because I knew Baszler wasn't winning, but, like... Give her a showing. Let give, her dominate. A, give her a showing, and B, for her to get tossed out by her former tag partner, who is so far beneath her like Nia Jax is horrible <laughs> man and you I know I you know. agree I agree Baszler is amazing we've always loved Baszler I do love Baszler and um Nia's horrible like Baszler she's always to AEW bad. dominate the women's division we've talked about ba it a million times Baszler could be a savior for the division I mean hey we got deep back so there's at we least did. that some fan yells so loudly that commentary have to acknowledge it and what I don't remember that? what it was Oh, it was something. This and is what you get with like the yelling at somebody. cell phone notes. I swear he was like yelling at Bailey or something, maybe. I don't know. Naya it was funny. Naya slams Piper Niven. Impressive. On top of Chelsea, but didn't get all of it. Chelsea got like know. beat. She did. Which uh, is kind of funny. Maxine, this this note's great. Maxine with the reverse caterpillar and Jack does not want to talk about it. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. It was so stupid. Uh, Jack's that classic. I think dumb looking power spot. She shoves everybody off. Of that her. looks so stupid. There's yeah. like 10 people on her and she's like, are you kidding me? Jax Was eliminates this before or after Cargill came in. Uh, before. Okay. Jax eliminates Niven, then Katana chance. So again, they made Nia Jax look really strong. For here. what? Like you could have done that with Baszler or kept Jordan Grace in or yep. like Cargill. I don't know. Becky Lynch. When she comes, she beelines right for Nia Jax. Uh, then spend some time dominating everybody and before Lynch eliminates Chelsea Green. Alba Fire is in at 22 and she gets a nice run too. Uh, a nice touch I don't remember seeing before. I think you liked it too. They put up a graphic with the times of people in the match. That was like how cool. I, I like in. that. Apparently they always there was mention a more, that after. I heard there was a more in-depth version on the website. Like they had everybody's time listed. That would be interesting. Uh, Baszler's 23. Jack celebrates. She dominates for a little bit here. Uh, and then remember this, uh, Michael Cole, I was going to say Adam Cole, is so hey, happy man. that Valhalla is wearing antlers. I was laughing my I don't know what that's that. a reference to, but clearly it's something, and as people who don't watch main roster, we must have missed something. I was, if I found it so funny, because I was like, what are you it was on about? Like, out of context, it was super strange. It was super funny, though, because it was just like, I'm like, what are you talking about? So, our truth then a comedy spot here, runs past her and gets in the ring, and Naya throws him out. Uh, and then Valhalla immediately as well. Naomi eliminates Alba Fire, and this made me laugh. Pat McAfee says the dark arts didn't work for her tonight for Alba Fire. That's kind of funny. That's funny. Uh, Zoe Stark in at 26. Jack likes her theme. Her theme's good. She gets a stretch to look good. There's so many times where you just don't know who it is until they come out. But well, like, that was... Uh, that's one of the ones I, I knew. I've, I've heard, heard a lot much. of comments about this rumble is 
evidence of how generic the entrance that's scene. fair some and of them some even showed a clip of Rollins sitting up in the rafters and clearly not recognizing who people were right away so yeah it's, it's I, a problem there's some i recognize and very few of them stand out some of them do it's but true. very few and you you know more than most yeah. people uh roxanne and at 27 no surprise there as it was <laughs> no telegraphed. i just laughed when she came out because at that point at that point, I knew. She hit a nice satellite uh, head scissors to Stark where she like flips around her several times. It looked good. Nia Jax eliminates Baszler and Jack is furious and hurts his hand punching the chair. That, that, I did do that. <laughs> I hit the chair. I hit the armrest and the armrest on the chair is really hard. Yeah. Um, so, but um, not unjust. Nia Jax eliminates a couple more for eight total. Jade, why? Like, just why? She's a monster. Jaden at 28 uh, in some ways, yeah. to earn me a point. She and Jax face off. She picks up Nia Jax, flexes, and then dumps her on the mat, picks her up again, and eliminates Nia Jax. So that's a strong spot At for At least there's Jade, that. Right? At least she, they kind of used her for Cargill, I guess. She which... took out someone who just dominated a bunch yeah. of other people. So that's that's good. Stratton's in at 29. Jack is happy. That must have been that one of I think that was one of my picks. Yeah, so my surprise picks were... Um, what was it? Sasha? No. But um, Trinity and Tiffany I got. Yep. Yes. And then you got... AJ Lee. <laughs> you got jade i took a swing man and i'm honestly i'll give you i surprised i'm surprised there was no trish i would have banked yeah. on that i almost that did one, that one felt safe to me i that felt like i was being did safe, safe with that and one. yeah so credit to them and i'll mention it now no legends this year no not even in the women's rumble the women's rumble is usually like a legend's haven right nope. so um, yeah because they have to fill it up with right people. so yeah. I'll, I'll give uh, credit no to them Phoenix, for no like Lita. i thought the surprises were good like cargill good naomi yep. good jordan grace good i mean i Agreed. probably should say that for the end but that's okay um it was good uh, immediate swan taunt onto everyone else from Stratton. That looked good. She had a good sequence here. Sky high to Lynch, Alabama slam to someone because I didn't <laughs> I didn't get it. Yeah. L another surprise, not that we loved it, but Liv Morgan is in at 30 and I, yeah. Jack, Jack is disappointed. She eliminates Zoe with a forearm. Stratton eliminates Perez. We're shown Eos watching backstage and Ripley somewhere else doing the same thing. Belair and Jade Cargill press slam there and stare down and it was kind was of cool. a... The crowd buzzed for that one. Like that's clearly a matchup people want to see. And both like powerful women of color. That's a nice little. Like, it is. It's cool match. I'll, I'll be. Um, I think that's the mania match you go with for Cargill. I do too. Because think Belair's a perfect opponent for her. They're like similar, and Belair more experienced. She could yeah. guide Cargill to a good match, and like Belair. I think so. It felt I, like that's what. They're and doing. I don't see Belair um, challenging for a title this year. No. So I think that's a worthy spot for her. And the crowd wanted it, right? So, yeah, so the reaction was solid. Which that's something you were Overall, too. I'll say now, I don't think the crowd was amazing for this show. No. I don't think they heard it either, but... Not um, like a banner I didn't one. find they were going... But I think it was like partially outdoor, so maybe some of the... It is a huge venue. Yeah, Tropicana Field. Right. So that's, I think, Why do I remember air. that? That's... Um, so Jade swings Naomi to eliminate Becky. Then Jade throws Naomi out too. So obviously she's getting a good push here. Stratton uses Belair's hair to stay in, right? Remember that? She's like hanging off of her oh, hair. Oh, that was cool. That got a reaction to me because that can't feel good. No, it can't feel but good. But that looked awesome. And then Bailey comes along and eliminates both of them. Cool for her. So Bailey, Jade, Liv are the final three. We have a extended sort of battle, a little bit awkward on the apron there near the end. Which I find this ironic because two years in a row, Liv Morgan's had a, a wonky triple threat battle on the apron. And two years in a row, Liv Morgan's been the runner up because the same thing with Ripley. Right. Just it was done differently. Because Liv ends up eliminating Cargill technically with what I guess was an oblivion off the apron. I didn't think it looked and then she quite right. No, it was kind of weird, but... And then, unfortunately, like, just because I kind of like when there's a match at the end, like last year, remember Although it was Although at least it was... Somebody? 
Gunther and Cody. Right. At least this was like the match between the final three, and then it's yes. like so at least there's kind of so that. Bailey immediately kicks out Liv, and Bailey wins and does so that what was she must and point at the Mania sign. Your do you got like a paper I can tally on? So I'll, I'll keep that as I go. I uh, don't not on me. Well, what were your um, thoughts on this match? Okay, I'll do that while you're looking. Yeah. Um, I thought this was pretty good though. I think it's the second year where the women's rumble actually outshone the um the men's match. Um, I think it was my favorite match on the show. I agree. I think they peaked early and. I think unlike other show, other rumbles in the past, it wasn't one where it's like it peaked early because the rest of the show was so bad. No, it like, wasn't. Twenty twenty two, was they peaked at the beginning with Rollins and Reigns. And the rest was garbage. And the rest, I hated and wanted to throw in no, a fire. This show was totally. Um, but this fine. was good though. I thought the surprises, like again, huge credit to them for not relying on legends this year. I, I really like that they relied on the roster they had for better mm-hmm. or for worse, mm-hmm. and I thought it turned out nice. And like the. Car- the, sorry, all the surprises were good. Cargill's good. Like, love her, hate her. But I thought she, I think she'll fare a lot better here. Yeah. Um, uh, Trinity was cool. I'm like, I'm glad she's back. So again, I think she'll fare, fare better here. And Jordan Grace was really cool as well. And they feel like they for, like furthered or built some stories. Seems like Lynch is going after Jax, right? Cargill, Belair might be happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's probably And I think the win there. for Bailey's really cool. Because I think... Um, Me too. I predicted some, it. I That was my second pick. Yeah. I still got that. So... Um, I'll, I'll tell you the points while you're doing that, but, um, I, I'm happy for her cause I feel like she hasn't done something of note in a while and, um, kind of like Drew, she was, uh, one of the big heroes of the pandemic for them. Yes, she was. And also just being one of the four horsewomen, it's nice to see one of them back in the spotlight that's not yeah, Charlotte or awesome. even Becky lately. It's just nice. I feel like she's been kind of forgotten lately. So I'm just, I'm happy for her and I hope they do a good storyline with her and EO because that seems mm-hmm. like the way to go, obviously. Yeah, I like this match. It held my interest. There's a few memorable spots in it. There's a f- couple stories at least that they sort of worked on, I think. Um, and that's something good Battle Royals should do. Jordan Grace showing up was a surprise. I thought she looked good. Uh, considering she's not a WWE talent, her focus is going to be limited, but I still thought she looked good. Trinity was the big return. Stratton was the NXT entrance, so they kind of covered all the oh, bases. Oh, right, yeah. And I was happy with Stratton, too. That and like they didn't, too. like you said, they didn't fill it with a whole bunch of legends. It was kind of like, even though you could argue that um, the one that looked really bad shouldn't have been in it. Maxine. Right. And yeah. The, whatever. But At least it's like current roster. Right, I like, like that. They're using the people that they are using on TV anyways, right? Right. Naya was a bit too much of a focus for me, but that in the end, I think for me, yeah. it was partly to make Cargill look strong in eliminating her, so, that okay. That kind of helps it out for me, for sure. When you put it like that, it's like, at least it ends up helping Cargill, It was a vehicle for something. Yeah, so yes. at least there's that. Uh, I thought, yes, a, a bunch of it was standard Battle Royal, and but that's... You can't escape that. I That's thought it was off to is. wonky starts. I remember the first bit. You were like, nothing of notes happening, but I thought it found its footing. It did well. I by the and end, cool I thought it was good. I thought like Kyrie spot was really cool. Strand hanging off of Belair was cool. Belair taking out Grace was really cool. Like there's some memorable moments in this one the for sure. The press slam stare down was cool. Press slam, yeah. Then like this, even the stereo stalling suplexes yep. with Grace and Nile. So there's some memorable stuff from here. I thought it was actually a pretty good Royal Rumble and definitely one of my favorite women's ones for sure. I liked it better than the men's. I gave this three and three quarter stars. I agree. Yeah, for Rumble, very good. Yep, I enjoyed it. Then we get, uh, again, only four matches, so we go right into the championship match. I'm surprised match. this went before the U.S. title. Me too. Though. It's Roman Reigns defending against L.A. La Knight, Knight, Randy O'Ryan, according to my phone, yep. and AJ Styles. A match I could not care less about. Very important first note. If you listen to one thing on this show, here's Let the it be this. The cat sits with Jack. This is rare. Then she tries to attack him shortly after. Yeah, it was weird. So, like... <laughs> I don't remember what it was. She's not a comfort with you, cat. She was, though. I don't know why she came up, but like 
then I scooch over my chair so like I had enough room for her to like sit like squish between me and the armrest. And she was there for a while, and I'm petting her so that she'll stay there. And then event- after a while, she started she turns getting, on like, you. She heel turned turn. on me. Yeah, <laughs> it was really weird. She was like vicious, but she was still staying there for a while. And she got up, turned around, and like I don't know, it was weird. She is always with us, but never sitting. With never me. like with us. No, with us. She's no, always around. Yeah. And the styles finally wore tights again, like actual ring gear. She's been wrestling like black pants. Right. It was like a pretty plain one, but I thought it was cool because it looked different. At least there was. It was actual ring gear. That's we watched this live, good. and the entrances took forever. I will say that mainly the main culprits are Orton and Roman because I think Styles has a solid pace to him, but and LA Knight especially, oh, he usually walks down pretty like mm-hmm. it's or it's Orton and Reigns, man. yeah. Orton walks too slow. Reigns at least he's got some gravitas to him, and I understand it to an extent, but like Orton, it's like, what are you doing? And remember, McAfee is wetting uh, Cole as Reigns makes his entrance, and it that was, was super funny. annoying. <laughs> uh, so the other three gang up on Reigns right away. But then they pair off pretty quickly. It's AJ and Knight and Orton and Reigns. The announce table gets used a bunch by Reigns and then Styles, culminating in Orton's head being smashed off of it repeatedly before he rallies and drops LA Knight on the table. I don't remember a lot of this. It's funny. Um, Reigns. I remember like two things. Quick summaries. Reigns versus Orton, then uh, Orton versus AJ. Then Knight dominates all four for a bit. Then you get Reigns versus Knight while the other two are on the floor. So slow with Reigns in control. Just this, I get this is his style. It doesn't mean it's appealing to people. It's not to me. Um, Knight rallies, takes out Reigns and Orton. He does that leap to the top superplex uh, that I thought looked pretty good. Um, was that, it him or McAfee that messed it up a few times? I feel like it was McAfee. Could be. Knight with the BFT the to Reigns, but Styles falls on the pin attempt. Styles clash to Reigns. Knight breaks up that pinfall. RKO's for everybody. Orton covers Reigns. Sokoa pulls the ref out. It is no DQ, being a four-person match. Simone spiked to Orton. Simone spiked to LA Knight. Uh, Knight and Orton get stacked up as a bit of a callback, right, to that whole stack-em sort of... Uh, from Mania 37 with uh, Edge and Brian. Right. Um, Sokoa ends up crashing through the barricade when AJ Styles That looked moved. cool, because he, good. like, he was ran through it. He He's was, a quick big man. Yeah, he was charging through that. Phenomenal forearm to Reigns, who falls on the pile. He tries to pin all three... But no, AJ with a chair attack to Reigns, then Knight, but not he's Orton. Dark now. He's in his goth phase. He not Orton who goes to AJ's eyes. Orton speared by Reigns. BFT attempt to Reigns shoved off, knocks AJ off the ropes. Superman punched tonight. Spear to AJ. Roman retains, and we're all shocked by. That. I was aghast. I was uh, thoughts, flabbergasted. Thoughts on this match? Eh, it's fine. It was. <laughs> I really don't have much to say. I don't remember a lot of it. It was like. It wasn't a bad match, but no, it wasn't, wasn't very interesting either, and it will not be memorable to me. I thought the second half was better than the first. It kind of picked up. Uh, the result was never in doubt, right? So it's kind of really hard to get to. I disagree. I wish I had picked this right. Just kidding. Uh, there was some creative stuff in here. It ended up being a pretty entertaining four-way match, but again, like second match on the Rumble, you know there's no chance anyone but Reigns wins. Yeah. Um, Roman Reigns can't win without help from his group again, as usual, so it's just kind of copy paste reigns matches at this point i find but still some enjoyable stuff i gave it three and a half stars i didn't think it was bad uh i will agree with that just because i don't care enough to think for myself here (laughs) appreciate the honesty next we get kevin owens taking on logan paul for what is that the u.s title american one yeah there we go um i did notice 
later on that Paul had like stars and like I think he had the US flag and gold on his vest so yes. that, that was a nice touch at least he was wearing black and gold and so he usually has yellow mm-hmm. so that was a nice he does. differentiation I guess this is where I complain that watching live and having to watch all the stuff between matches is painful because normally we could just skip sometimes that. it's useful I guess because we don't when it's watch, a recap like... of the storyline uh, it's oh, usually yeah, helpful other, what was there a slim jim ad between they did sorry, they did with, not pull out with, of the they, or Rumble. they yeah they came back they I guess, briefly did because um tko handled things i guess I, I guess yeah um but blair and nelly and i were in a slim jim ad i don't remember much else me either that was in between matches but owens is in control early he irish whips paul into the barricade paul escapes to the floor tries to attack owens hand uh that would be a focus of this match but owen hits a senton Paul eventually does start attacking Owen's injured hand. I have a note, cross-moon combo by Paul. I think that's the cross-body moonsault, and that's what... I don't even know what that means. That's what commentary started. The follow-away moonsault slam. Oh. I think. I don't remember him doing that. Maybe it's not, but it literally was them calling it the cross-moon combo. I made a note of it. That's a weird name. I thought so, too. Because I can have so much trouble picturing that. Followed by, this is not holding Jack's attention so far. Uh, splits what leg was I drop. Doing? Uh, just on your phone, probably. probably. Splits leg drop by Logan Paul like Nikita Lyons? Question mark. I thought that was a strange choice. Sick looking. My best guess is pump handle Ushigoroshi by Owens, followed by two cannonballs and a frog splash as the pace really picks up. Paul knees gets his knees up on a KO Swanton, uh, but then Paul misses his own Swanton. Buckshot by Logan Paul and a splash for a two count. KO counters into an avalanche brainbuster. Paul fights out of the pop-up powerbomb and stunner, hits the titanium right hand for a near fall. Some no, guy this shows up before the brass knocks, right? Some guy shows up. That's Jeff. People stop him. Yeah. Who was Jeff? Is that one of Logan know. Paul's friends or something? Yeah, I think Michael Cole just kept referring to him as one of Paul's goons. Right. Uh Which wa- is <laughs> wallet, I assume I mean Waller, and Theory show up. Uh, Theory slips Logan Paul some brass knuckles, but Owens ends up taking them and using them. The ref counts two and then notices the uh, knuckles on KO. So he gets disqualified and Logan Paul retains. It was a good, like, I thought he was actually in the pin here because I didn't see Paul kicking. I liked it. Uh, Then Owens snaps, power bombs Logan Paul through the announce table. Uh, The DQ match bothered some people. It did not bother me. I thought it was kind of creative way to get out of this. But like, I thought it was well done. Uh, it's not on the level of Reigns and Rollins from 2022, no. which was the, probably one of my favorite DQ finishes ever. But like, I thought it was well done because I honestly did think Owens had it for a second. I think it was mm-hmm. a cool take because Paul's used the brass knocks like a and million times. And they don't times. do it a lot on PLEs or anything, right? Yeah. I don't feel like. So. And I feel like it's different also with the networks. It used to be like you're paying full price for pay-per-view and then you get this. Mm-hmm. It's also not the main title, so it's different. And I feel like this is prolonging things to mania. It's seems, prolonging things right? and also it's a different take on Paul with the brass knocks because he used it with Ricochet. He used it with Ray um, in Saudi. So he's used them a bunch of times. So at least it's a different way to incorporate those in those matches because he's been using those a lot to win. Again, I thought this match was good. It wasn't outstanding, but the finish didn't bother me. I thought Owens picked up the pace in the second half of this. Um, and I like the hand targeting. I always like targeting pre-existing injuries and stuff. And the DQ finish doesn't bother me at all. So I gave this three and a half stars as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I think I liked it better than the last match, yeah. but also not something that I'll be super memorable to me. But it, it was entertaining enough. It had an inventive finish. So for right. that, I'll give it three and a half, yeah. Okay. Men's Royal Rumble, last thing on it. 
Jay Uso's number one, and then Jack calls it as Jimmy Uso is second. I, I didn't like that. Feel like they did a lot with that. Though. They didn't, um, but I like that they did it. A good action it, it's to start, and it's memorable. Least. It's kind of like it harkens back to one of the older Rumbles where both members of Demolition started. Mm-hmm. I think that was no, that's one right. of them, right? So I, I think back. it's a nice callback for that. Waller is next. He has a mic and talks his way to the ring. And I like mocks that. Yeet. Um, because sometimes we have mid-match runs. Like I think um didn't Punk do that when he was doing the SES? I think in 2010. I, that makes sense. Yeah. So um, I like when they do that. It's something else, you know. Rolling flat liner, liner to Jay, and they double team Jay for a bit. Andrade is fourth, and Jack, you stole that pick from me straight up. Yes, you did. I so we both got that one as well. Andrade delivers his back elbow to Waller right away. Double knees to Jimmy and Waller. Three amigos get stopped by Waller. Mello's fifth. He goes after Waller. Codebreaker, Mello eliminates Waller. Nakamura in next, and he and Mello have a nice exchange early on. Uh, Escobar at seven, and his poncho game is strong. Poncho game is strong. Nice pop-up gut buster to Mello. Jack groans as Karrion's cross enters at number eight. Sucks so hard. Crowd hates Dom as he enters at number nine. He's still that. Yeah, and like a big-ass stadium, he's getting booed incredibly. Carlito pulls an apple out of his crotch and bites it. Interesting choice. Yeah, I was like, really? The apple's in your pants? Uh, Carlito eliminates Escobar. Lashley in white, so Jack is happy. A tiny bit of Lashley versus Vest on his way in. Um, he sp- I didn't catch that. He spears people, eliminates Carlito, then Cross. So he's your hero now for mm-hmm. getting rid of carrying Cross. And Cross takes him out, though. AOP come down. Cross pulls Lashley out. They brawl on the floor. Street Profits, even the numbers. Kaiser in at 12. He, I just have a note. He is so comfortable with his character. He's gotten He's really good. He's yeah. He's really good. He could definitely pull off, like, his whole thing is the European elegance. He could pull off a character with that, too. I forget what it is exactly, but Theory comes in and hits the Ataxia, because I made a it's note like of the name. It's like something where it he, he cool. like, flips Mellow into a flatliner. It's pretty crazy it, looking. It looked cool. Uh, Balor in next immediately dumps Mellow out of the ring. Cody's 15. Cody Cutter and Theory is gone. Bronson Reed, big Bronson Reed, is next. Not to be confused with regular size Bronson Reed. <laughs> regular uh, size Rudy. He, he Samoan drops Balor and Dom together, then eliminates Andrade, unfortunately. I don't remember where it was, but there's the one elimination where Cody took out Nakamura with like a crossroads in the ropes. Yeah. And he like bounced off the second rope to get eliminated. I thought that was really cool looking. Like that was a creative elimination. Yeah. I thought. Kofi is next, and it's his 16th Royal Rumble, second all time to Kane, they tell us. It's impressive. Mm. Crossroads. Now Kofi just needs to be a mayor. There you go. Crossroads to Nakamura in the ropes. I and thought he's that out. was a really cool inventive one. Kofi, kind of like um, Belair. Kofi eliminates Kaiser. Gunther is 18. He's not happy with Kaiser for getting eliminated. So they exchange words. I thought he was really going to chop him because he's done that before. Gunther chops people, eliminates Kofi. No spot for Kofi this year. There's the reference. Yeah, that was He weird. did nothing really. Ivar's 19. He showcases his power and agility before pacing, sorry, facing off with Reed. Uh, end up hitting a double crossbody. They both had the same idea. Braun Breakers, number 20. Spear to Jimmy. One of the Usos was going around trying to partner up with people, right? Jimmy. And everyone was Because he's refusing. like kind of calming out. He's, he's kind of stupid now. I don't... It's weird. Uh, Breaker flies around the ring, eliminates Jimmy, then Balor, then faces off with Gunther and spears him. Omos is next and Jack groans. That's, quote, that's a waste of a spot. That is. it's one. That's one of their surprise entrants and it's like Omos because he's like a free agent since the draft, but he doesn't do anything because he sucks. Yeah. Uh, MVP is with him. Still. Omos eliminates Bronson Reed. Bronze Spear to Ivar dumps him out. McAfee is next a la Jerry the King Lawler from years ago. Now this was a waste of a spot. He teases eliminating himself and then does because he's basically be facing off with and Omos, Omos and Braun. Yeah. yeah, so this was a waste of a spot. Like, 
you couldn't have thrown someone or like why not try to work out a tna spot and have like moose mix it up with them like they this want to throw waste. in the odd comedy spot i guess whatever. that was this was just a waste though braun eliminates omos dom eliminates breaker to get some heel heat there that was uh strange jd mcdonough's next braun spears him before he can even enter r-truth is next he sends mcdonough in and mcdonough is immediately eliminated jack size as the disrespect of jd mcdonough continues i should have known better than of course. thank you i was honestly because i knew he was gonna be because i saw him draw a number i was legitimately waiting for him to come in and and it is worth noting because i am me he's back to using his deaf rebel theme it's weird so we're gonna go on a bit of a diversion because right, again i'm me i'll have a drink um when he came as jordan devlin he was using this um theme which is titled dragon at jerusalem which is like the first one when he was like Dana, Dana, that one and it's not made by them it's like i've found it it's like extreme sports themes it's got like some snowboarder on there so basically it's outsourced and that was what he used in nxt uk then when he came to nxt main i think using that for a while but then they it's kind of like how they, you know, they always change people's names so mm-hmm. that they can own it. Right. They always give people new themes, so I guess, so like, they can do it. Or, like, they'll, even if it's a CFOS theme, they try to, because I guess they're not with CFOS, so they try to avoid that if they can. Yes. I think there's a few exceptions, like AJ Styles or Sammy. Because they're you know iconic I mean? now. Yeah. Or, like, so, yeah, then he got a new theme, and I, I like it better, uh, I think, honestly. It's 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 good, and I think it feels pretty similar to his original mm-hmm. one which i like so it stands out and then when he came to the main roster for some reason he switched back to his old theme yeah like the devlin one which i thought was weird not not complaining because it's a good theme but like it's weird now he's back to the one that they made pick so, one make commit i like them both but you gotta pick one you gotta pick one our truth is doing uh cena's shtick until Gunther was boots up kind of dumb but it was kind of funny that he tagged in to fight gunther oh yeah it was a hot tag basically yeah. right in a rumble i thought it i didn't like that it was on it was gunther yeah but i did think it was kind of funny uh miz is 25 and it's his 15th rumble and so we get the awesome truth working for a second there. Yeah, the fact that Miz is randomly turned babyface kind of irks me because it just Miz as a babyface has never worked. It's never no, made sense. Never works. Uh, Priest is Damian Priest is twenty six. He eliminates our truth right away. Mm-hmm. Hits his south of heaven to Gunther. Punk is twenty seven. You're annoyed because you were born on the twenty seventh. So you didn't appreciate that. Corner high knees to four people. Then he eliminates. <laughs> he <Dom>. said high knee. <laughs> Ricochet twenty eight. He flies around until Priest levels him with a clothesline. Gunther eliminates Miz with a chop. McIntyre's 29. He throws Ricochet across the ring with a belly-to-belly, then squares off with Damian Priest. Gunther pulls Jay over the top and out. Sami Zayn is 30. He goes after Drew. Drew flips Ricochet over the top. That looked cool. I don't remember why, but I made a note that it looked cool. Drew eliminating Ricochet. I remember he, he, he did a really cool elimination of, of him uh, in 2020, but I don't remember what it was here. Down to six at this point. Cody pedigree to peace, uh, Priest. Sorry. Future shock to Punk. Apparently, that's what snapped the tricep somehow. Thank you. Yeah. Exploder by Zane uh, to Drew, then a Haluva kick. Sammy eliminates Priest, then Drew eliminates Sammy. Final four that we predicted, correct, I think? Punk, Cody, Drew, Gunther. Yeah, that sounds feel, like and it. And we both at this point have all three of our picks to win. Still in, That's right? true. Uh, I like that. They pair off. Gunther, Cody, Drew, and Punk. Punk avoids a Claymore. Claymore, sorry. Drew avoids a GTS. Hits a Glasgow kiss. Claymore to Rhodes, then Punk. Punk eliminates Drew. Cody eliminates Gunther. So it's down to Cody and Punk as expected. Um, and basically, at this point, 
winning our prediction comes down to this, right? Because I had Punk yeah. winning. Yeah, you had so Cody I like winning. this. So basically it was the way it shaked out the women's rumble is because I got one more surprise pick right than you, but right. you got your first pick. So we ended up with 4-4. Four, four. Then we both got the two title matches. So we were at 6-6. Six, six. So then it came down to this. I got, I think, what? What was it? So I got two surprise picks, right? You also got two. We got so we got the two same surprise picks, and so then we're at eight eight, I think. It all came down to the winner. Um, yeah. So now he was, was not kind to, to this. Cody Cutter countered with three German suplexes. Crossroad countered with a head uh, head kick. Uh, we get looking at the mania sign, pointing at the media sign. Crossroads. Punk is dead weight. Nope. Sudden GTS. Punk pedigree, and then he says, "If you know, you know." Standing Pepsi plunge. Right. <laughs> I'm just, it's probably not a Triple H. GTS caught and Cody throws Punk over. Cody wins his second Rumble in a row. Um, I thought, just talking about sort of near the end here, A, you pointed it out. They talked about Cody possibly winning twice in a row so much that it all, looking back, like they, they were, were just telling us. They were, because t- there's, it's like what only back to back winners are Austin, Austin, Hogan, Michaels. And, I thought Punk started healing it up and really telegraphing that he wasn't winning too. He started kind of having some heel mannerisms here. I don't know for what reason, but... And there's no way I'm going to lose the Dusty's kid. Uh, yeah, right. Which, Again, really yeah. predictable, uh, but I don't think that's necessarily bad, no. right? Andrade was the surprise return here. Braun was the NXT guy and that Mello. they called up, and I thought he looked good. Mellow's awesome. Um Cross and Lashley, I guess, are carrying on a feud. I don't think there was... Ah, carrying. <laughs> ah, nice. I don't think there was a ton memorable about this one, but I don't think it was bad either. It wasn't like an offensive one, like 2022. I, I know this isn't the most, most interesting review because I don't feel that strongly about anything. But no, I, I was saying I that to you, I right? preferred the Women's Rumble, but For I gave sure. this three and a half stars. I thought I it gave was it three totally and a half. It was like It was a solid Rumble, but nothing outstanding. At least we got like that lengthy final two that you always like. Yeah. Um, And a good winner, like not... A surprising one, but a solid one. It makes sense. Uh, story shall be finished. Yes, I, I guess. We'll see. I uh, laugh if it won't, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will laugh and laugh. I... And I don't even want Roman to have a longer reign, but I will <laughs> I will belly laugh if Cody Rhodes loses at Mania. I, um, I was thinking, I have a lot riding on Mania this year, because last year I had perfect picks until Cody right. screwed me. So I there's a lot of pressure on me well, to better. He just redeemed himself here for you. Well, he just won you this. No, he need. That's true. I I did perfect pick this, but Mania. It's like it's two nights. It's a bunch of matches, and for me to perfect almost perfect pick that was insane. So now I need to like. I usually don't really care with main roster, but when it comes to Mania, I'm this year. I'm gonna need to like overthink it. You know, <laughs> go deep into I'm the just gonna be like, calculus. Well, yeah, but there's this, and but then there's that. So basically, this show I had nothing higher than a three and three quarters, nothing lower than three and a half. So very like a good very show? consistent show, right? Yeah. Um, even consistent. Nothing thrilled me. Nothing felt like a chore. The show finished before midnight, which is acceptable to me. I felt like my time was fairly well spent. Like not probably wasted. one of the better main roster shows we've watched recently because yep. because Survivor Series is fine. Uh, SummerSlam was, and I remember we watched Fastlane, which was bad. Bad. Um, which I may or may not be on more stuff. Um, but yeah, no. So this one was good. I thought it. I thought it was pretty good because, like you said, yeah, it, it was super consistent. And Women's Rumble was definitely the highlight. 
really good entrance in there. Um, both winners I'm happy with. Like yep. Cody's predictable, totally but fine. those things make sense. Those decisions yeah. make sense. The women's rumble is more in doubt for sure. I'm I'm, I'm more so happy with that one because I think Bailey really deserves that, and Cody it just it makes sense. I gave the show a B overall. I give it a B. Yeah, it was perfectly like middle ground, and for a rumble, like not a outstanding one, but totally fine. It's not Agreed. going to be remembered as one of the best or worst. So. We watched it live, and it didn't feel like a watched chore. That's no. a pretty big compliment. It's pretty good. Yep. All right, well, let's get into our regular in-depth review every week, and that is going back to this past Wednesday and talking about AEW Dynamite. So let's talk about some Dynamite. We haven't loved the last couple weeks before this one, correct? After an amazing first week. Love the first one of 2024, and then I'll I've keep been kind of yeah. disappointed. Um, uh, first thing I noticed was I'm coming in terms with the fact that dynamite has adopted the collision set yeah it seems to be that's just how it is now right every week since the new year so i guess it's a change and again i would have liked some differentiation but it's probably crazy to drive around with two that's sets. what i thought yeah but, but it's not if, my problem if they're on different enough loops where like a lot of the time different guys are on both shows i feel like what's the point of having the same set on both i yeah. don't know because it's like I feel like it seems like mostly different loops anyways i don't know I don't know, but duly noted. Not my, not my expertise, but yes, um, I've been noting that. And our opening contest is containing Jeff Hardy. <laughs> it is. You were not happy reason. about this. I'm not either, to be honest. Um, it's just very. It's a strange choice. It's there was a bit of this tonight of like you could use other people. Yeah, not that like a main event. It applies to. I don't think the main event turned out bad at all, but. I was you almost thinking we better. could do some content where we do a video where we, we cut people from AEW and see how many we would get rid of oh, to free yeah. up space for other people. Jeff, Matt. Sting. Sting. RVD, even though he's not really signed. Honestly. Okay, you're killing our content. Edge. It's an idea for later. Um, won't do it now. Wardlow. <laughs> Kingdom. Okay. Um, there are some CMLL guys in the crowd because it's been advertising for the last couple of weeks or last week or so at least that they are going to be on Rampage this Friday in an eight-man tag, which I think we now know it's against Sidal, Daniels, and 2.0. <laughs> yep, that made me laugh. What a group. Not even what a group. It's like you're not even putting 2.0 with like Hager and Garcia, the guys that they're it's in a group with. It's just super cobbled like, together randomness. Yeah, but it's not even like there's... I'm, I feel like they're heels, so it really doesn't make sense to me. It's nonsensical on multiple fronts, let's just say. Right. Um, and I'll t- I I got the names of all the guys there, so I'll but I'll mention that after the match because they have some post match stuff. Um, then I wrote why Jeff Hardy's in a singles match on Dynamite two weeks in a row will continue to bewilder me. Yep. Just because he complained and moaned, so I yeah. guess he's getting what he wants. Like I guess he bitched and moaned enough on Instagram, which he should be fine for. Brian Danielson. Right. Um, that he got on and like why is really can why don't we is get... he a draw no i don't think so. i disagree clearly because the venues are probably still as about as good Duh, as... there's nobody at this venue there's like two thousand people and they had to black out stuff and like yeah that's... use camera shenanigans i hope they really figure this out because it's not a good look for them i am literally i don't think it. i'll buy tickets when they come out i will wait and buy them cheap is that what we're there doing will be plenty. i think so Oh, we haven't gotten any yet? No. Are they on sale yet? Probably. I don't know. Oh, I thought you knew. What did What did I get tickets for? 
Didn't oh. you get tickets for Dynamite? Oh, it was Dynamite. Yeah, sorry. I was I couldn't remember if I got Money in the Bank or Dynamite tickets. No, we still need to do Money in the Bank. That has, I don't even think they're on sale yet. But anyways. No, for Money in the Bank, I honestly don't know. But no, I really hope I to figure this out them. for their sake just because um, it does make me a little sad because I want them to do a lot better than this. Well, then make the product better. It's not I, great right now. I wouldn't like... That's fair. You know, I don't know. And like for a company who was able to sell out Wembley, they need to do better than they this. They do. They but need anyways. to just pick up the product. But yeah, any, enough of that. I'm just... I really hope they improve because I want to watch something better. And also, I just... I want them to do better in venues because I feel like that's one of the main co- criticisms coming from WWE shows and whatever or AW haters. And it's not on... On... What's like... Not... I don't know what the word I'm looking for is like <laughs> unfair, I guess. I yeah. don't know. But anyways, it's yeah. I don't notice a lot on TV, but they do have to work around it, I assume. Or like I'll sometimes see like a fan shot of like the other side and it's yes, and it's empty. a few seats, like yeah. the, the front row, and that's it's it. It's not great. No. Anyways. Uh Jeff came from the apron with the flying clothesline. Uh Suicide Eye from Mox it looked pretty good. Mox stomped in his hand a couple times. Then he hit an X Plex for two. He does like kind of a more release one because I feel like Don usually comes down with Mm-hmm. them no he just flings them i can say done now and it's not wrong true oh it's beautiful he was doing this mox was doing this interesting like head scissors-esque submission um, oh yeah that was cool that was kind of cool but i guess slowing him down for jeffrey uh mox gets thrown over the barricade in front of the cmlo guys then they kind of get into a shoving match and then mox flips them off hops like over to ringside and jeff threw a chair at him which i guess is allowed i guess Re- um, oh they told us the rules are relaxed whatever that because they moxley, said that like two or three times i guess because it's moxley relaxed rules uh mox has a pen from the commentary table and he sticks in jeff's earlobe and twists it yeah Ran- i don't love that randy spot, orton man. circa 2018 oh i like it right. it's, it's cool and if jeff's gonna have those stupid and wasn't big he earrings, like handcuffed or earlobe cuffed or at some point too I, randy orton was doing that with the screwdrivers so but i think there was something there. else too anyways Maybe, I don't know. That was the one where he was like swinging from the top of the cell and he fell through a table. Yeah. I don't know. Pile driver for Mox for two. Jeff hits Whisper in the wind for two. Mox avoids a twist of and hits a cutter. Another Randy Orton spot. This one, 2018 Rumble. Um, so that's interesting. Mox throws the way of a swanton. Locks Jeff in a sleeper to win via submission. Mm-hmm. Mox offers a handshake and Jeff does like, he kind of flips him off, but he just does like the hand yeah. he does. He doesn't. It was he's super edgy. weird. He's not quite here. Yeah, yet, okay? we've been hearing about he's this up- aggra- aggression from Jeff Hardy lately, and it's like I don't. I'll talk about that. I guess I don't like that. It's stupid. Uh, Mox taunts the CMLL guys uh, who jumped the barricade. They beat down Mox in the ring, and the the guys are we have <laughs> Mystico, who's Botch Kara from yes. WWE, the original Sin Cara, who sucks so bad he left. Yep. Masqueria Dorada, who looks. He's got a mask similar to Grand Metalik, but not same dude. Right. Vol- Volador Jr., who's unmasked dude, who looks pretty old. And Hechicero, who's going to wrestle Danielson on collision. The Radicals, it is not. No. NWO, it is not. I mean, CMLL, it's what I don't know anyone from there, so I guess it's yeah, it's, it's fair. It's fresh people for me, so I'm, I'm and down for that. And Mystico's big there, so I guess you could... You could um, Say he's a good one for them to bring, and then Mox is saved by the randos that are facing them on Rampage. Yeah, that group. That but you I, already I, mentioned. I, they're facing Blackpool in trios match next week as well, so I don't see this lasting past that. Like, and again, this them. roster is bloated. You do not need to bring in four people, even though I'm interested to see that. They can be on Rampage, I guess. That's fine. I guess so. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I thought the match was pretty slow and uninteresting. I don't think it was bad. Um, and this is probably the best you're going to get out of Jeff Hardy. But again, that begs the question, why are you putting Jeff Hardy on TV? No. 
Um, I find, and also just his matches feel really copy and paste, right? You know and what you're going to see. You're going to see it at three-quarter speed from what you used to see. And he's going to look really winded, which he did. He's not showing me anything new. I've seen it all. And it's just, again, let some young, underused talent get these minutes. Instead, we're heading to, a, what, a heel Jeff Hardy arc that I don't think anyone's asking for. I don't think so. Not anyone in their right mind. So anyways, I, I, fine opener, I guess. I didn't really do much for me, but I didn't think it would. On paper, a lot of the stuff on this show is questionable. Some of it delivered over... And some did not. This was just okay, I thought. Yeah, um, it was fine. But again, not what I want to see at the beginning of shows. I have no idea why they thought it was a smart idea to book Jeff Harding's singles matches two weeks in a row. Um, but in case they're not aware, newsflash, it's not a good idea. It's not. Um, it seems like he bitched and moaned enough on social media to get off of Rampage. But I think at this stage in his career, especially with how much he's been botching lately, he doesn't deserve much more than that. Um, and if he desires it so bad, at least put him on the big show I don't watch. So just at least put him on Collision so I don't have to watch it. Um, again, he was tired looking and slow. Maybe a little better than last week, but that's because I feel like Mox is easier to slow it down uh, than Swerve. But even then, if you guys are having to l- lower their standard to wrestle Jeff, then that's an issue. Again, and that begs the question, why is he here? I thought he and RVD later on looked pretty winded. Yeah, And as a person of their vintage, I can understand that, but I'm also not performing athletically for money. <laughs> yeah, you're not. And looking to have people cheer for me. In front of thousands of people. Right. Yeah, so. I don't think. I don't I mean, get that. Maybe when I play pickup basketball, I'm being streamed and thousands of people are watching me. I don't mm. know. Mm. Or maybe you want to, but you just, you're not doing it for some reason. I'm definitely at three quarter speed at best of mm-hmm. what I used to be at best. Finish the solid though. Uh, tease of a Jeff Heal turn is gross and undesirable. And like, why would you do that in 2024? And wasn't this heel turn like horrible in TNA 10 years ago? I didn't like anything he did in TNA. So that I was early to the not liking Jeff Hardy. You're a recent arrival. I've been driving that bus. I just picked you up like a couple of years ago. That's true. Um, yeah, I don't know why you would do that. Angle to see Mellow guys is fine too. They're on rampage. They're facing Blackwood next week. Feel like it's short term, so that's fine. But it does take up space from guys who matter. Yep. Uh, next, interestingly, we roll right into another match. I think after a commercial, which is Hangman Page versus Totally Leona. I was almost which doubting is, myself. Like there's nothing in between these yeah. two. No. Which is the dealer's choice? So Swerve picked Totally Leona, and Swerve walked away at the whole effing show for his opponent. That's right. That's the lingo. Beast Mode Jones early on in this one. Beast Mode Jones. And he, there was also an Earlobe City call in the Earlobe City Jones in yeah. the previous match. Yep. Um, Hangman hit a couple of springboard clotheslines to Leon on the apron, but he doesn't go down. Then he grabs Hangman by the hand, throws him out to the floor, which looks solid. Um, running cross body from the apron from Leona, he pounced Hangman over the ropes. Uh, there are numerous headbucks to hang. Headbutts the hangman in the tree of woe from Leona. Then while hangman's still hanging there, he gets a diving headbutt in the corner, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, he misses a senton on the apron. Hangman falls up with a slingshot plancha to the outside and a suicide dive. Uh, big diving crossbody in the ring from hangman for two. He did like kind of like the one, the kind of like frog splash crossbody where like he tucks in and like really extends out, which is nice. Yep. A uh, really nice thrust kick from Leona for two. It connected really nice. Uh, big Larry from Hangman in a dead eye, which was actually a good looking one, but Leona kind of just stood back up from that and that he hit cool. a headbutt. That made him look strong, I thought. Yeah. I didn't love that it was too, with a dead eye, but I guess it's okay. Uh, Raw Mana from Leona, which is like a ripcord discus layer for two, which looked pretty solid. Mm-hmm. I thought when they said ripcord layer, I thought it was just going to be a rainmaker, 
but at least it was different, which I think is smart because if you're just use, like cons using a pedigree, I don't think that's wise. Um, which I forget what he calls it. Uh, it's some complicated name. Like mm -hmm. raw mana is easier. Leona misses a moonsault from the apron, which I didn't know he could do, and the hangman comes off the top with the big Orihara moonsault that he does. Uh, Toe is able to avoid a buckshot, but he goes for a Samoan drop. Hangman counters into a crucifix bomb and is able to sneak out a pinfall. I think Toa Lenoa, the whatever it is. Leona. Leona is really cool, man. I uh, thought he came out of this looking really good, yeah. I thought he looked really good here. Um, Again, the common refrain lately, no chance one of these people is winning. It's two people who are not on the same level. But Leona is a really cool big man that I enjoy watching him because I haven't seen a ton of him yet. First singles match in AEW. I think Swerve and Page made pretty weak choices, all things considered for opponents. But... Uh, the I crowd... think Swerves makes sense, though, because in Kayfabe, it's like this monster that he's affiliated with, and he's unproven, so... And at least with Leona, again, another defense is that at least this is a good showing for him, and it it furthered that, right? With the RVD, I really can't think of a good excuse. And his dominance allowed, like, the crowd really got into Paige's comeback, right? And, like, look, like finally getting some offense. Um, Leo, Le, Leona dominated the middle portion of this, and I think he's a really... I think he benefited from this time, for Interesting sure. talent. He has no links to WWE, which I appreciate. He seems pretty unique. I'd use him more. He gets a lot of ooze from the crowd when he hits his high-impact stuff, right? So I thought this was a pretty good TV match, and I, I like this a lot better than the opener. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I thought this was my favorite thing up until this point in the show. I thought it was actually quite good for a TV match. Uh, Toa comes out of this looking pretty good and better than I expected. He had some cool-looking stuff, and this first singles thing for him allowed him to show off more than we've seen from him in the yeah. matches with the Mogul Embassy, so we saw some new stuff here that was cool. Um, like, I didn't know he was capable of moonsaults but, at all, but apparently he is. The thrust kick was sweet. The diving head by the was cool. He had some nice stuff here, and I thought he definitely benefited from this time. The loss is fine and expected, and I think he still benefited from this time regardless. Me too. Hangman looks solid, too, as always. Dead Eye in this match looked really good compared to a couple of recent that were suspect. And the finish was solid as well. It was definitely better than the opener. I thought this was well done, for sure. Yep. It over-delivered um, a little bit for then me. Then we get the Bucks arriving. Um, they arrive in a stretch limo. There is some worker coming up to them. And again, Nick, refer or, uh, Nick demands that they're called by their legal names. And he gets fined $500. And Matt asks him, like, pay it by, what was the end of day or something? I think so, yeah. Um, this is fine. It's really short, so I'm not much to, not much to say about it. But one thing to know is that they have goatees now, which is definitely an upgrade for Bucks in light of recent events involving a certain mustachio. <laughs> they got rid of those mustaches. That yeah, because like Matt especially, it was a striking resemblance mustache-wise. Yeah, this sure. happened. I'll, I'll save my comments on the Bucks for when we circle back around to it later in this show. Mm -hmm. um, I next... feel we may disagree on that. We'll, yeah, we'll I, get there. I'm not like over the moon on it, but... I hate it. Really? <laughs> yeah, I hate it. I don't hate it. I hate it. Um, next we have Wardlow versus Commander um, in the fall. To who did he face last week? Don't tell me. It was Trent. Trent in a decent... Like, pe people are finally getting some offense. It's not squashes. So that's kind of refreshing with Wardlow. It is refreshing. And this was more of that. There was a pop-up power slam from Wardlow. Really nice F10. Really nice. Just spun the guy. Well, he's small. I guess so that makes yeah. sense. But Wardlow went for power on the outside, but Commander countered into Hurricane Rana. He sent Wardlow... Wardlow. Uh, into the stairs. Uh, rope walk dropkick from Commander. He had a Phoenix splash for two, and it looked like he need Wardlow in the head or the throat. Like, it looked nasty. It was the 
end of this match got super sloppy, and this was yeah, it looked which like he hurt basically it hit him most right. So this the was face. totally fine. Yeah, Ward look at that elevated knee drop in the corner that we really like. I do like that, and the power was wonky. Um, which got him the win. It wasn't like that cool last ride power when we did the other week. It looked like he tweaked his knee, but I, from what I've heard after this, he's fine. So oh, it definitely looked like he tweaked his knee. I'm. I almost said hopefully. Weak looking power bomb. I almost said hopefully he's fine, but honestly, I don't care if he gets injured. And that's mean, but it's just the reality just, of things. You're hurt. People getting hurt is your new favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. The right people. Uh, this is fine. Nothing amazing. But again, I'm happy to see not like a quick worthless squash. It wasn't as good as the one with Trent because it did kind of fall apart at the end. But most of this was solid. Like the F10 and the knee thing are cool. Powerbomb was iffy. Um, the post-match stuff, we had some little bit with the UK and the best friends. But that wasn't much to it. So there's really not much worth talking about. I thought this was kind of a fun little match. And yes, the end, the last little bit was kind of rough. But Up until then, I thought it was going smooth. Yeah, I thought Wardlow looked really good throwing Commander around. Commander had yeah. flurries that were pretty interesting as well. And yeah, with the post-match stuff, like when you announce that there's six weeks to something... That means you should probably have some interesting stuff planned along the way. And this yeah, was like, nothing much. I think that's going to hurt the match a little because I feel like if you had six weeks. We're just in a holding pattern and they're not really doing anything so far. It's not even like Cassie. Cassie should be at least defending the title on Dynamite because isn't that the whole point is that he's going to wrestle in spite of this challenge. So right. I feel like at least if he's wrestling every week and then Roddy can come out and say something, that would maybe help a little. Mm -hmm, it would. And I feel like you could... You could have announced the world title match with six weeks to go, and you'd be able to build that. Like that would yes. make sense to me, especially because it's a world title match or like Osprey or something. But announcing this six six weeks out is a little when he's basically like the open challenge champion, and you're claiming a spot a month and a half away. Yeah, it's a little odd. Yeah, but um, I guess it's it's kind of whatever. Yeah. Um. Next, we get Shivani sitting down with Bill and Starks and Darby and Sting. Which They've agreed awesome. to no physicality. Yeah, which is the only way to get through these. Ain't that Hot always heads. the case? Yep. yep. Well, yeah, because when they don't agree to no physicality, you get Adam Copeland showing up and attacking Christian. True, true. So no one wants that. Yep. And also, that's why we don't do it in the parking lot, because then there's gonna be physicality. It has to be. Yeah. Um. So Starks talked about Sting's first match in AEW three years ago, being a against him in a tag match. Which let's not forget the street fight that was in a building. It was. So, I remember that one. Not on the streets. Um, Sting reminds Starks that he won that match. Alan said Sting is not a stepping stone. And I, Starks are going to reply that. He's saying basically Alan's the one who's attached himself to somebody like Sting. So basically implying Alan's using him as a stepping stone. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, Starks said they're going to retain the titles. And he's going to make sure Sting doesn't make it to his retirement match. Please. Please. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I could take another injury. That's More fine. injuries. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Starks said he didn't respect Alan. Uh, Big Bill trashed Sting and Alan for bringing about how they're going in a revolution. I'm slurring my words here. Going in a revolution as tag team champions without mentioning them. He said they would take out their frustrations on Sting and Darby. Um, Sting spoke about how he admired Starks for getting in his face and talking smack. He said Starks has to earn respect. He said that Big Bill isn't a killer like some of the big men he's faced in the past, which really great, putting him over right there. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, where you got Moxley and MJF and right. putting over the, their opponents and things just like, you're not a killer. It's like, come on, man. Give, put some respect on Big, big Cass. Big Bill's know? name. Yeah, big, large Cassidy. Um, Darby said he respected Starks and said that Starks should blame himself rather than blaming others. Um, Starks got fired up and saying he has, there's no... 
room in his body for respect for Darby. <laughs> I like the way that he was said nice. That. He threw his drink on Darby. Alan got his face, and Starks is daring him to hit him because you know no physicality. That's right. He stinks that he always hated talk and said that Alan would hit him in Phoenix, and he's like, I'm gonna hit you too. Ooh, spooky. I kind of like the heel point of view here. That's like, I enjoyed uh, Starks and Bill. They were like, we're the defending champions, and nobody talks about us. All the focus and attention goes to you challengers, right? And that annoys them, and I get that. I thought Starks and Darby really showed good intensity here, and the other two were fine. I thought this is, you know, sometimes I'll say, like, this was a good pro wrestling segment. Yeah. That's what it felt, and it felt like the perfect length to me, too. I was, I'm always nervous when it's some of these things that it's going to go a lot longer than no, I want. No, I didn't oversay it's welcome. I thought it did add a little bit to the feud for me, although... I kind of identify more with the heels, which is obviously not the plan. And they are I right, too. It. It's like, I remember after that time, Moxley squashed Punk, which was awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, his whole thing was like the people overlooked him and didn't expect him to win that. And that was true because I totally thought Punk would beat him. And like, I, w I do subscribe to being like, I'm pretty confident we get Sting and Darby against the Bucks or whatever mm -hmm. with the tag titles at Revolution. So yeah, they are being overlooked. And I think that's right. So I do agree with them here. And I like what they said. Um, I enjoyed parts of this. I think, although it's lame he's defending Sting, Darby sounds really good and confident here. I think ever since that Four Pillars feud, he's had some really good, strong promos. Like, mm -hmm. he's improved his work has, a lot, I think, because there was that rebar mitzvah, like, that first promo from him, that was the one where I really noticed, like, hey, Darby's actually got yep. some good stuff on the mic. So, I think he did some good work here, and he deserves some more praise for that every now and then. Um, and the Starks is arguably my highlight here. I thought he was really great here. His delivery was awesome, and I liked what he said. And um, he had some really good lines. I thought it was one of Bill's better speaking roles, too, because I thought I like what he said. Like you said, it makes sense. They're being overlooked, even though they're the champions. Um, and so I liked what they both said. I thought the heels were really good here. And I really didn't care for what Sting said. Um, I'm praying the Buck get involved next week and cost Sting and Darby the belts because, like, you could, they didn't want to book it as the EVPs or something like mm -hmm. that. You know, you can work some angle with this new character they have, right? Um, Maybe. And I'm really hoping, like, it'd be weird for Sting to lose before his retirement, but at the same time, I'm really hoping they don't screw Starks and Bill, because they're not even my favorite team, but I just think it would be so stupid for them to lose the titles here, like... I, yeah, I, I don't know. It would be so dumb, but... Next, we get Chris Jericho versus Kyle Fletcher, and I wrote condolences in advance for Fletcher, because we all know how this is going to go. Correct, unfortunately. Um, no... Or certain, no, what am I saying? Uh, Fletcher connected with a crisp uh, Michinoku driver early on for two. Like, he kind of gets some jump on it. And he, it's he awesome. He planted Jericho perfectly. It was awesome looking. Uh, Springboard dropkick from Jericho with Fletcher on the apron. Crowd count punches in a Frankenstein from Jericho, which I wrote as he was still punching him because I knew it was where it was going. Uh, half and half suplex from Fletcher, and then he falls with that running corner and Zagiri and Brainbuster combo that I love for a two count because mm -hmm. he gets so much... He's so lanky that he gets really good retime. Like, he'll be like however far out from the corner, but he'll extend so far his foot still connecting perfectly with the face. Like, he gets such great reach, and, like, it's so crisp. He does that really well. Yes. He's got some sweet stuff. He does. Uh, Codebreaker from Jericho for two. Way too slow on the pin. Like, mm -hmm. it was weird. Mm -hmm. uh, Brainbuster on the top triangle from Fletcher for a near fall. That looked crazy. It kind of didn't get it the way they were supposed to but get it, But it looked, like, sure. kind of a cool messy, though, where yeah. it was, like, messy and it looked effective. That's kind of a wonky scenario to yep. be in, right? Um, spinning roundhouse from Fletcher. Then he went for a suicide dive, but Jericho met him with a mid-air juice effect, which I'll, I'll give him that. It looked that pretty cool. cool. Um, still doesn't make it a good finisher, though. It's more like you could have caught him with any strike and it looks cool, because like, Takeshi does it with a knee. Well, it helps the guys diving head first at you, too, right? Yeah. And then he did the diving juice effect 
uh, did Jericho for the win, which reminded me of the one match where you had to do that. And remember the one leg code breaker with the one leg Jones we got? Even yeah. Taz couldn't deny that yeah. it was one legged. This match got more time than I thought it would. Like, Fletcher is a joy to watch, I think. Oh, I love ever since that match with Cassie where he got to showcase himself by himself. I thought he's, I think he's, there's been some matches where he looked awesome. Like, his offense is so crisp and clean. Dancing Omega, he had some mm-hmm. matches, right? Jericho's starting to show his age. A couple of spots weren't perfect, but he did work a decent pace for parts of this, at least. I hate the decision to have a young champion kind of on a roll trying to look to break out basically in 2024, lose a match to a 53 year old. When I don't think a loss hurts Jericho at this point, right? Yeah, no, I definitely hate it, but um, especially considering the numbers game, like there's unf- other people there with Fletcher. Absolutely, I unfortunately I expected it though. At That's least he took a super finisher, print. I guess. I don't know. He did take two, if you want to count the midair. So I guess there's that. So listen, here's my little rant. Okay. AEW's numbers are dwindling for live shows. The yep. ratings are like holding steady, fluctuating slightly, right? So why not take an opportunity to try new things since what you're doing isn't growing anything, right? So push Fletcher Hobbs to catch it to the moon as a group. Create yeah, that's such a great group. Honestly. Create new stars instead of relying on aging ones from other companies, right? Make the Jericho Callus view. Takeshi needs away. to be the next big thing. And just start creating your own stars. That's what I just want them to do. And stop looking for guys with WWE pedigree. Just stop make stars of your own and mm-hmm. then have WWE try and steal them from you. And you can be like, look, cause Starks is gone. Starks is good as gone. As far as I know, I hope not. Cause he's they, buddies they with built Cody. Him, and I think he's looking to Jade, get out of there. Maybe. So uh, I think he'll be that gone. That sucks. Cause I really like Starks and right there making star. And yeah, well he was in NWA, whatever that doesn't count, man. No, like, NWA, he, they took him from NWA and made him something. Right, and those are the things I want them to do because relying on bringing in all of these washed up, in my opinion, or out past their prime isn't moving the needle, isn't growing your company. Even though Jade so, wasn't the best, that's something they built up and WWE snapped shift up. Shift gears. Right, so there's right? something like that. Build up Wardlow just so you can get out of there. Right. I don't know. Um, I agree with that, though. Uh, result aside, I thought it was a good TV match. Fletcher's offense is among my favorites right now as well. Uh Along with Takeshita. Takeshita is fantastic. Sweet stuff in here from him. All his strikes look crisp. The brain busters in the ring and the one on the turnbuckle were sweet. The Michinoku driver variation he has is crazy looking too. It's just, it, he nails it every time. It's so perfect. I hate the Jericho one here because big ones like this could help make Fletcher like you're saying, but I'm glad he's still look good regardless, if nothing else. And what does Jericho need to win here? Why is Jericho still here? I know. We keep saying this. Remember, the thing he's best at is going away and quote-unquote reinventing, I would suggest some of them are pretty subtle changes. But, but you still. have to go away for it to happen. Yeah. Right? Like, and I think he, he thinks, thinks he's like... Too important. He can't possibly leave. I am begging him to go away. Yeah. Uh, Drew's effect from like catching the dive was cool. The diving version is less so, but it was fine. Jericho saw it overall, but nothing crazy noteworthy from him. I like Takeshita coming out on, on the stage after because it made him feel like kind of this final yeah. boss kind of dude. Yeah, it So did. I thought that really helped for his presentation. And I really, really, really hope they do the right thing next week and have him win because there's no reason Jericho should win against Takeshita. Takeshita, if nothing else, like no disrespect to Fletcher Hobbs, if no one else, he should be the one that's getting the wins. It's building to a Jericho Callus match. Imagine. <laughs> God. 
But like Takesha's the one that you should be protecting. I've said this since this faction started. Takesha's the crown jewel. He he's be. the one you protect at all costs. He's the one that should be winning. He's the one that's on the rise. He's the one out of this group that is has the biggest potential. So you need to protect him and be careful. Like that match with Darby, those are the matches that are gonna are gonna help build him. And Jericho can like have a cool, good competitive match. I have no problem with that. But Takeshita needs to win next week mm-hmm. and absolutely smush Jericho's face with his knee. Takeshita can't squash him because that doesn't make Fletcher look good. So just winning. No, I just want a good competitive match that Takeshita wins convincingly. Yes. And I mean Hobbs Clean. already Hobbs already squashed him, so then it's kind of weird. But I guess Hobbs is a powerhouse. He is. I've heard mm-hmm. that about him. Yeah, but anyways, um, this is good. Uh, sucks for Fletcher, but um, fingers crossed for. Takeshita next week. If Sting and Jericho win next week, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, it's not a direction I'm enjoying if that's yeah, I'm the case. I'm going to be. I'm one of them I'm expecting and one of them I'm like, both of them I'm hoping mm-hmm. they find a way to not do it. Uh, next week, we get Deanna Perrazzo promo package. Uh, she was talking about how all the tattoos on her body have meaning in her life. And she said her and Storm got the tattoo on a whim because they were two women on a journey to becoming great pro wrestlers. And at the end, she asked Tony what the tattoo meant to her and a whole bunch more footage of them yeah, on the so road together I liked that there younger was like together photos of them yeah. together again just showing that it's real because it's with how many times has happened the women's happened in the women's division you do need some of that real yeah. life like in hey there. we know each other here's a bunch of we evidence. were friends Thank and you. we did all this right. like at least there's that yeah she sent us all there's not much else to say but i like that she was talking about all her tattoos having a meaning like that's kind of cool like it's a story of her life kind of deal. So mm-hmm. I, I like that. And the whole question of what does that tattoo mean to you? Maybe that's again an attempt to snap her out of this character she's doing, right? I mean, which if, I think if Butch can do it, so can she. I wish Perazzo would keep confronting that like she did last week, but I th- I thought she sounded good here and again just more evidence of the pre-existing relationship between she and yeah. Storm, and I always say I like reality in my wrestling, I so agree. that's good. We just yeah. we wait for Storm's response, I guess. Yeah, um, and at least they're like prominently building a women's rivalry, which yes. I feel like they don't always do the best of. I don't um, love that I, I'm i pretty sure Perazzo doesn't win, and it kind of stops her momentum, but yeah. I'm who knows? ever hopeful, though. Me too. And again, I hope they rebuild this, because get a good women's division, that's something that could draw people, you know? You and if you know. have serious people who are saying they're technicians, you got to distance yourself from Tony Storm. Not that she's not a good wrestler, but the character is No, and I will say this. AEW definitely helped my perception of her. I actually enjoyed mm-hmm. some of her work uh, pre-Outcast and pre-Timeless. Um, but I think she's just been saddled with two gimmicks that I utterly don't like. More so Outcast. I will say Timeless is better than the Outcast because Outcast... Again, Timeless is fine. We'll get to it. There's a place for it. It's not the top of the card. Exactly. The face of the Agreed. We'll get to it in the worst of but Outcast I absolutely loathe. And... Um, timeless, it's getting there because, like you said, it's just it being at the top of the card and hurting these main feuds is really it's wearing out its welcome for mm-hmm. me. It's um, tough for the people in the in an angle with them to deal with. I think. Absolutely. Um, next, we hear from the Bang Bang Scissor Gang. Mm-hmm. I did like that they just stared out, came out to the Bullet Club Gold theme instead of doing the half and half they did last week. Yeah. Which I mean, I do want to rap, but at the same time, um, Bang Bang Gang's new theme is sick I, I really like it it's good it's got a good fit for them i've seen some people saying it's kind of got that feel of remember the one time guns came out to many men mm-hmm. like it's kind of got the feel of that and the bulk of gold entrance is perfect the one with like the spotlight going around them with the guns thing i'm glad the guns got that and then it kind of carried over the faction because with jay white it just it looks top guy kind of thing right mm-hmm. like it's one of those it genuinely helped the guns look more legitimate we talked about in the best of right so it's a really great entrance and um acclaimed being there is fine i yep. don't really care um 
Jay White said he loves the acclaims thing, but they have their own thing too. And he did the guns out thing. He was like, wherever they were, he was like, do we have any blah, blah, blah gold members? I don't remember where they were. Do you remember? No, I don't remember. Okay. I was just, not I don't much remember. Chance. Does not matter. They weren't in the Kia forum, so I don't know. And I also struggled to stay interested in this segment. I, I agree. That's fair. Um, Max Caster said they have dominated six man tag matches for years, which, I mean, neither of their reigns have been over a year. I guess they claimed to have been trees matches for a while, so that's fair. But Bullet Club Gold haven't even been a faction for a year. So that logic is not been in the me. same company for. Jay White hasn't even been in the company for a year. Yeah. And I love them. Don't get me wrong. I love Jay White, but just the logic here is weird. Um, Caster called for, or sorry, Bowens. One of them called for card blades that they pulled him out. The guns say they fired him weeks ago, which I did see that. They fired him. And Colton calls for Austin to get rock card juice board, which is nice. Um, and what I liked is when the acclaimed were saying they're missing someone, I heard a lot of people say juice. Mm-hmm. So um, that that made me happy that people haven't forgotten about him because yep. um, I absolutely love Juice Robinson. I cherish him, and I hope he's back soon because he's a integral part of the Bang like Bang Gang. I he should be. He's been a while. I think so. At least could be on TV and yeah, segments. Exactly. I, I That's all I need him to do. Um, and I think Rock Card Juice Board is really funny, though. Although maybe Tony Khan gives people time off. What a crazy idea. That's true. I hope I hope Juice is doing well though, because uh, we we love him here, especially me. I enjoy him very much. Yeah, he's, he's fun. He's a ball of amusement. Um, Austin wanted to do the uh, two words for you, the catchphrase thing, but Billy Gunn said he's standing right there, which I thought was kind of amusing. That was a nice. It's little weird nod. that they're all back together with no real issues after like a blood feud and a custody a battle. Match. Like yeah, just like um, yeah, we're good now. It's the exact same thing they've already done. Just Jay White's there now. Mm-hmm. Um. So then Billy Gunn said, if you're not down with that, you have two words for you. The fans chanted suck it, and Billy said they have something new now, and he said guns up. They did. Uh, this segment did not keep my interest. I don't get this combination, and I kind of just tuned the silliness out because I didn't feel like there was any real substance here. It wasn't The only thing I really liked was the forward. bit with the cardboard people. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to say the same thing. Bullet Club Gold need to be clear and obvious heels. This is so ill-fitting for them. I don't know what happened to them to get to this point. It wasn't really explained to us. It wasn't really warranted or earned. And I don't like it. And I'm really hoping that the turn is coming sooner than later. And yeah, I this was not my favorite segment mm-hmm. for sure. Um, It was fine, I guess. It was pretty harmless. But like, I mean, it didn't accomplish anything. No. It was really just here to be here. Yes. Um, my favorite part was probably the chance for Rock Card Juice Board, and I'm just glad to see people haven't forgotten about him because I patiently await his return. Um, the group is incomplete without his goofy antics. Um, nothing really going on here, though, and Bullock Gold's baby faces feel so wrong. Jay White painting to the fans feels incredibly wrong. Billy Gunn saying guns up feels super wrong. Um, we better be getting the heel turn in Trio's unification match of Revolution real soon because I don't know how much more this false bang bang gang can take. Mm-hmm. This is not my Bullock Club Gold. Um, there are group of arrogant obnoxious pricks who annoy everybody and, and again it just jay white's like a self-centered contradicts recent guy. history that even someone like me who doesn't remember anything remembers yeah and it's Huge. just all water under the bridge for some reason yeah so it's not only doesn't really not make sense to me but it's also why are they baby faces they're the perfect heel faction mm-hmm. they are amazing heels like the guns i think the gun club when they were with billy and their baby faces they they were boring and they sucked ass. But uh, heel guns, especially in Bull Cup Gold, are awesome. So I really don't understand this. Um, I really hope it's just for like an uber heel turn because, you know, everyone, like quite literally, I know it's a catchphrase, but everyone loves the acclaimed. Mm-hmm. 
So I hope it's so that the, I think it has to be it gets Bullet Club. Bullet Club Gold gets a lot of heat on that, and then, um, then you get like a unification match at paper. On uh, sorry, not a pay per view at Revolution, so that you can get rid of the ROH belts that have no reason to exist. Because I really don't know what else, what other angles is. No, I don't either. Why else would you need to? And like, isn't the whole point that the super group is meant to take out Cole's group, but they haven't interacted with that group right. once? Yeah. Like, are we just forgetting that? Because the whole apparently po- the whole point is that they're after Cole's group, and like, you Nothing could have to do with that. You could have them involved in, in the process of Cassie's thing, I guess, right? But yeah. like, that's literally the whole point of this group, and they have not done one thing about that. Nope. Which, as I remember, that annoys me more. So yeah, like this segment's fine; it's harmless enough. But this is not what Bullet Club Gold is meant to be. So there's a lot of people that can like. A lot of times we say people shouldn't turn face, but this is just uh, one of the bigger ones. Mm-hmm. Next, we get Deanna Peraza versus Taya Valkyrie uh, with Tony Storm on commentary. And uh, last time Taya was wrestling on AEW that I can remember, it didn't go amazing. So here's something for a change. <laughs> course because we were not thrilled with her last no, stint we were uh, not it was disappointing to say the least it led us to the whole like is she maybe not good and i think that's we had to have the thunder rosa i think we've reached there yeah her and rose are two people that we used to think highly of and that have yeah kind of fallen off whereas i would say christian and the guns are the um polar opposite mm-hmm. there uh till the world has from perrazzo johnny tv distracts perrazzo and tyus beers on the ramp which like didn't look as impactful as it should have no I don't, it was fine uh, pump kick from Peraza for two. I almost thought I misspelled it and wrote plump kick, which that would be <laughs> really funny. Um, Blue Thunder Bomb from Ty for two, but one where she just kind of half spins her. Not like Takesha, because Takesha's Blue Thunder Bomb is fantastic. Yeah, I think there's Best a difference in, in upper body strength to be able to for do For sure, for sure. But even Sami Zayn, uh, he always did a really good one, I mm-hmm. thought. But um, anyone who says Takesha's isn't the best is a fool. Um, Storm and Perrazzo face off. Taya tries to attack, and Deanna sends her into Tony. So, do and then that, it's I the, guess. The, like you were struggling with the color, black and white, color, black and white. Yeah, it's like they very what, jarring. They couldn't decide. Yeah, it was really jarring cuts between like honestly more jarring than Kevin Dunn's camera cuts for <laughs> wow. me. Aggressive. Um, just because this actually kind of hurt my eyes for a second. It was just like so sudden between color and black and white I was like I was, it was actually kind of hurting my head for a second I was like mm-hmm. not like but just it was really jarring it just kind of bugged me um, then the finish game Peraza was to miss Ty with like a Venus de Milo variation where she's like sitting on Ty's back and bending her arms back it was crazy like credit where credit is due for Ty's can't get flexibility out of that. yeah like, you're not getting to the ropes like I don't know what you do to get out of that yeah credit to Ty for that Look flexibility great. regardless of how we feel about her wrestling lately that the range of motion to... in her shoulders like crazy. I would be well in... and just bending that far forward where like the, so it, lo- it was pain. crazy looking so that looked awesome yeah uh other than the crazy looking submission I thought it was a pretty straightforward match just TV time for Taya and I guess a quality quote-unquote win for Deanna ahead of her match with Storm I'd I love Deanna Perrazzo. I've got a long history of really enjoying her, but I don't feel like they've built her into a viable contender as of yet. I think, and part of it is I don't want to give her like the Taya treatment, obviously, because I think she's looked as good as she can so far. Yeah. I think she, we just really need a quality opponent for her. We now. do. Like, give her Aminata or... Yeah. Which is, hey, if I'm already saying that, that's good credit for Aminata. Love Aminata. Um, give her even like... I don't feel great about it, but maybe you feed Sheeta to Perrazzo because, mm-hmm. like, Sheeta's not done all. Or, like, since they don't have her win ever, have Perrazzo face Willow. Yeah. Like, just Poor someone Willow. good, you know? 
I I do think the Storm Perazzo match has the potential to be really good. I just, it just wish depends it on how hotter coming into it. It also depends on how much Storm leans into her antics. I feel like Correct. the one with Riho wasn't great. Yeah. Um, this was fine. It was nothing amazing, but it, it wasn't. wasn't like at least it wasn't horrible like multiple tie matches have been. So it was inoffensive at best. Yeah. Um, some of her stuff here was still kind of slow. Like she's still not looking great. Nothing horrible. I don't think she looked bad here again, but this was nothing to change my opinion that I don't think she's great anymore. No, nothing glaringly awful, but also not like, oh man, we she's definitely good. Yeah, nothing that makes me want to give her a second chance so far. Um, but credit for that flexibility for that finish, because that was crazy cool. looking. That looked awesome. Really cool. Parza's still solid, but we need that standout outing for her. Maybe we're just waiting for a decent opponent, like I said. And Storm on commentary wasn't great. It just felt like a detractor, in my opinion. Kind of like how you were saying with that segment with People the segments think of Peraza. she's hilarious on commentary. I got slight amusement out of the human duplex machine a couple weeks yeah. ago, and that was it. There's a couple, like, it's amusing, I guess. I don't know. Here and there, really. Yeah. Um, next we get Darby Allen interview. He's about to be interviewed by Renee, who asked Allen about his admiration for the Young Bucks. Which once I got that, I thought that was kind of funny. Best part of this segment was that when the second where she asked that question, I'm like, "What?" Yeah, me too. I was like, and then, then it goes downhill. Then I got it over a cliff. Um, really? Yeah, I hate this. You're in surprisingly I hate it. harsh. It's already on, this. on my list of things I hate in 2024. Really? Yep. That's interesting. It's not quite there for me. I'm I'm kind of on the fence. I I'll discuss it. You go ahead and finish okay. here. Uh, Matt Matthew and Nicholas uh, wonder why a 65 year old lead like Sting is taking from Allen, which Fair. is a good point. Uh, he said he had a good gimmick idea for Allen, which is them being in a trend doing an emo thing. That so was already. Weird. I have a new gimmick that's, for you. That like? I will agree. I didn't like because that's a little behind the curtain. It's that's why gimmicks like this are hard because it's hard to like you're walking the line, right? So Correct. it's it's tricky. So that's fair. Um, Alan said there's only one thing on his mind, which is AW Tag Tales, and he walks away. Um, Buck said that to get his attention in another way, which I like because that feels like it's teasing something next week for me, which I'll talk about. Okay. Um, thoughts? Um, so this feels like a big giant BTE segment. This whole new character. I can't stand the tone, I can't stand the content. I don't get how anybody that interacts with them is supposed to play off of this. I think Darby looks silly here, just getting steamrolled by them doing like silliness and not saying or doing anything because they're EVPs or I don't, I just don't know how anybody interacts with them when they're doing this. And this feels just really self-indulgent BTE stuff to me. And it's not what I Man, want. It's because they canceled BTE. And the whole like, we've got a new gimmick for you and ha ha ha, wink, wink like we're doing evp like ah, it's just cringe to me honestly i can't stand it that's fair and i do like the bucks as heels but not this incarnation i did like their heel run with um omega like i don't know how they're gonna help anybody that interacts with them i don't see it yeah i don't know it's still in progress for me it's on, like they're on the fence. amusing themselves and their little group of friends yeah. or something it's like bte almost like storm because it's amusing me in bit but yeah. i don't dislike as much because it i hate it <laughs> Uh, fish and i almost never say that about anything that's true i hate it i was at first confused about renee's question but once funny. the box put up like that was funny i thought matt sounded better than that first segment we got um and i like that at least nick addressed darby ducking them because i i was kind of pointing that out too it's like the box put out this challenge for their final match which then they were just like hey you want to go for the tag titles yeah so that was kind of dumb and so i i agree with that um, and I feel like when Matt was saying they're going to need to get Darby's attention in another way, I feel like that's teasing some shenanigans next week. 
Um, cause I'm, which I'm praying which for. Which you're all for. I do not want staying with the tag titles. Hey. Have you mentioned that? Love this or hate this, you should be happy if they're costing the belt. I guess. I mean, at least there's that. I guess. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. It's them trying something. I'm not like, I think I was more up on it when, uh, on the idea of it. So far, the execution is leaving me. This feels like something know. they decided to try and nobody has the guts to tell them it's a stupid idea because they're EVPs. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, man, that sounds good. That sounds funny. Well, then it's like, I guess, are they just going to stop at some point? I don't know if they think they're being meta or whatever, but it's cringy. Is me. it like some parody on Vince? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I wish they could just do like the heel gimmick they had when they're in 2021. It's just like just be douchebags. Yeah, you just are. being douchebags. Because yeah. I like when Nick would do like the thing where he's just like doing but, the macho but man. Believable douchebags. This is like melodrama. What I don't know. Melodramatic. It's, yeah. it's just dumb. Yeah, no. 2021 douchebag bucks were yeah. awesome because oh, just the Nick Nicholas had quite the look back in the day. He did. 2021 AEW. That is what everyone says is the peak. It was good. Um, I good times. I feel like it was because that was the Hangman saga. That was Dancing and Cole arriving. Mm-hmm. The Omega run. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like that. Fans coming back. Yep. Someone from Chicago was there. Uh, yeah, and it would say what you will. His debut was his debut is an event. a special moment. It was for sure. And we it's say just, that as a non-fan of that. Man. I say that as someone who avidly hates Punk. But his arrival was a moment. That was special. There's very few reactions like that yep. in wrestling, and so it just sucks. It's been kind of tarnished. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and I, I was just watching. Sorry, speaking of things that are tarnished, which I guess it's less so because it was already a bad thing. But I was watching. I rewatched for some reason Cultaholic the 10 worst matches from 2022 and the worst was remember when vince wrestled mm. at wrestlemania mm-hmm. a couple years back yeah that's just so much worse now because i and well, that was before we knew anything about him because the yeah. allegations initially came out in july of that year so yeah. okay um we didn't know anything so i think it's funny looking back because we hated that just because it was bad and i at that point we just hated vince for his shitty creative yeah but then well i've hated look, i've known he's a monster looking forever. back now i've yeah, been calling him a monster for years and years and now years. it's on a completely another level it is. it's on an entirely different plane of existence anywho swerve strickland versus who i don't know i don't know well i've waited the whole effing show for this so i guess we'll find out uh, no Nana after the table spot last week, which is BS. No continuity, Will Washington. But he's not like I don't care. Just have him in a <laughs> neck brace or something, and he can what come. What podcast out mentions Will Washington more than us? <laughs> None. <laughs> Who remembers that Will Washington exists? Other than <laughs> I, us? I do. That's continuity for us. Is where we're we're remembering the continuity of. Will Washington. I used to listen. I think it was RBR was his show, and the one guy on there was so funny. But then I don't know it got dumb and i stopped listening mm. i was like you could have not a dancing in pain in like a brace yeah, or guess. something like just they've done the wheelchairs and casts and neck braces too much lately i don't care it's nana Gotta give it a break you don't want nana here how how you dare it's all right um rob van dam comes out so shocking and also exciting and interesting as well mm-hmm. whoa uh hangman appears on the tron says toe was a good choice but wasn't close enough he says, Swerve must not know how to read because they can also pick the stipulation. And he says he's facing RVD in a hardcore match. Ooh. Yay. Yep. I mean, Swerve's been stapled, so it doesn't really matter. But he gets hit in the face with a chair right away. Yes. Um, as the bell rings, RVD throws a chair at his face. Slingshot like drop on the even from RVD. He does the corkscrew like drop with Swerve on the barricade. Rolling Thunder 
from RVD after Swerve went face first into a chair in the corner. RVD went for monkey flip out of the corner, but Swerve caught him, countered into a sit-out powerbomb on a chair for two. Brian Cage interferes, shoving RVD off the top rope. Then uh, Hook comes down to steal chair to attack Cage and send him off. Uh, Swerve, and Joe's rooting for Hook, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, like, yeah get him, kid. Or he whatever. was even rooting for RVD, though, so yeah, I think he's just he rooting was. against the potential challengers. Yes. Um, when he wasn't on commentary for Hangman, but he was the other week, right? So yeah. I guess it, it's just balancing out that way. Swerve avoids another rolling thunder, uh, and he hits the rolls with Flatliner for two. Running Swerve stomp from the apron with RVD seated on the chair from Swerve after some confusion as to where the chair was, I guess. I don't remember. RVD was kind of that was an awkward bit. wandering around. Yeah, it was a little and weird. And it's like Swerve had to go get him, bring him back to the chair and get like, it was strange. It was kind of weird, yeah. Uh, Swerve climbs to the top turn with RVD, throws a chair at him, which knocks him off and through a ringside table. And I was saying to you, that reminds me of that one Cody spot with Malachi Cody Black. leaps off of the Yeah, cage. where Cody like... Or like, no, well, you know, he was off the top turnbuckle. Oh, right. He was like, so, well, he was like standing because you know how you can climb from the side. Yeah. So he's like standing on the side, like bent over, kind of. And uh, Malachi Black comes up with like the step up knee. And Cody does like, because he's bent over, he does like a complete like arch through the table behind like, himself. It was such an unnatural fall. And it's always, that's one of the funniest Cody things besides this one was better. Besides the prone and racism, mm-hmm. you know, and the subsequent baby. Mm hmm. Um, but no, that's what most all though. It just reminded me of that in a way. Um, I already missed the five star frog splash landed on chair. So if it's a chair assisted house call for two, it didn't connect perfectly. No, um, I like the idea. It was good enough. Yeah, the idea was there for sure. And uh, Swerve picks up the win with the Swerve stomp. Yeah, I thought um, we talked about it in the moment. Like if RVD is going to get an extended stretch on offense against Swerve, peak peak Swerve, I would suggest then the immediate steel chair to the face is a smart way to do that, right? And that sort of gives RVD a chance to control things for a long time. And don't get me wrong, I don't need to see RVD in 2024, but if I have to see him, I thought this was a good way to do it. A couple of questionable bits um, leading up, to, especially to the stomp in the chair on the floor. But overall, I was entertained by this. And like, honestly, props to Swerve for working so hard to make RVD look good, right? Like... um, this is not a main event, like a top tier main event or anything, but I thought it over delivered for sure. And I, I'm going to give Swerve a lot of credit for that, just giving RVD a ton. But uh, I thought RVD looked good and the the no DQ part helped. Like I said, the chair shot sort of allowing RVD to do what he does, I think was a smart way to do it because otherwise I wouldn't want this to be as competitive mm-hmm. as it was. So I thought a solid main event, not yeah. amazing. Mm. And uh, afterwards we had Hangman coming out congratulating Swerve on the win. Uh, he says the rankings come out later in the night, um, which they did. Rankings are back. They're both still undefeated, so he seems they'll be at the top. I believe Swerve was ahead of him, though. Mm, he should be. He's beaten him twice, as Swerve yeah, but will that, mention. That's last year. I guess. So that doesn't matter <clears throat> in the scheme of the rankings, okay, mm-hmm. pal? Um, he says he knows Swerve is after Joey and he's the title, but he won't let that happen. He says he'll be the next world champion and not Swerve. Swerve says Hangman doesn't get in. He keeps repeating himself. He's beaten Hangman twice, so he has nothing to prove, and Hangman's upset he can't beat Swerve. Hangman says Swerve never beat him on his own because he's had a bunch of help both times, which is true. Uh, and he knows man-to-man. When it counts, Swerve can't lace his boots. Uh, Swerve says Hangman must want suffering, but he'll give him what he wants, and after the third time, they are done, and he has his sights on the world title. So we're getting them next week. The winner faces Joe. Yeah, it was a cool interaction. I don't love that like Swerve got manipulated verbally fairly easily here i don't think so because at least like i wish he would have just laughed it off and been like two i don't care what you say i mean i'm done two and oh i guess swerve gets a title shot if out of this i guess but yeah it was a good interaction for sure Mm -hmm. 
Um, so despite my grievances with the spot being given to RVD, like you were saying, um, I thought they still managed to produce a pretty solid they main did. event. Um, nothing mind blowing, but um, it was solid. Uh, and Swerve's done much better, but for what it was, it was good. Some solid spots with steel chairs and the table spot was decent too. Stipulation definitely helped RVD look a little better than he would otherwise. I wish Swerve got more offense in, um, but he got more towards the end and a quality win. The brief promo between him and Hangman was really good, though. Um, I think they're just perfect together. They have good chemistry, um, for sure. Absolutely. In and out of the ring. Um, the match next week should be awesome. I'm calling it right now, though. It's not the last one. This is not where it ends. I think they're going to have some sort of draw next week, which will fit because of how bitter this feud is. And it's not going to end in just some basic match on Dynamite. Um, and since they're going to have some war next week, I think it'll be like some like super epic battle where they've both proven worthy in the mm -hmm. eyes of Joe because that's been his whole thing right only the worthy will face him you know get the unworthy out of my ring and all that so then I think it'll be a three way at, at Revolution there's no way we get a definitive end to one of the best feuds they've had on Dynamite and plus the prospect of this triple threat is way too enticing so I'm calling it right now there's no way that we're getting a straight winner here I think you have them go to some sort of draw and I think that's fine because they, they can pull that off. I, yeah. I trust uh, them to do that. It wouldn't make me angry, I don't think. Um, And then you have a triple threat. I say Joe retains for now, then a double or nothing. Maybe you have either Swerve go for the belt or you have the blow off with Swerve and Hangman. And, and then you have Swerve win it like in the summer. And I think the finish of the triple threat is because you're kind of walking the line and I think it'd be cool if Paige's focus becomes swerve not winning even more than winning himself you know what i mean so if somehow awesome. like he swerves about to win in the triple threat so he stops swerve but then that leads to him getting muscle busted and losing or something where they he's yeah so he's more concerned of like right. preventing swerves priority win than, one than is swerve doesn't win instead of his own right. yeah so that i would, I would like that for sure yep um overall i don't think this show was spectacular and on paper a lot of the stuff was nothing i really wanted to see but I think most of it was ex executed fairly well. Obviously, I can't stand the new Young Bucks uh, thing, but I didn't mind it. I thought it was better than last week. Again, next week looks like a stronger show, I think, with some more In meaningful some regards, matches. Yes. Um, a couple of matches where I don't know the result immediately, which is what I'm looking for. I gave the show a B-. minus. I thought it was decent, not great. Mm -hmm. You? Um, I forgot to write it down, so I'm going to have to wing it, which I've been doing a good job of doing that this year, but... Um, I guess not. Um, looking back, yeah, so I thought some things were delivered, like, both of the dealer's choice matches were not amazing on paper, but I thought, like, especially, at, I like the Leona one better, I think, just because I think it I gave do. a showcase to him, and I, mm -hmm. I appreciate that, so I like no, that. I, no, that's probably not true. I probably like the main event better. I think I, I like the other one a little better, just because I don't care for RVD, I thought, at least right. Leona's a new guy who's mm -hmm. getting, it's a good choice for that reason. Uh, Fletcher Jericho was uh, pretty solid too. Uh, so I thought none of the matches were bad. And Moxley, uh, actually, the women's match and Mo the opener were mid, and Wardlow Commander was too right. short. But none, none of the segments were great. Other than that, I think Starks and Bill really killed it this week. I think they deserve some credit. Uh, Bucks were fine. I don't hate it, but I'm <laughs> on the fence. You could like it. It's I don't fun. honestly. I don't even know if I like it. I'm just kind of yeah. watching it play out. Yeah. Um. Nothing else really. No, the bangwing scissor game thing was pointless, and it was. But it really doesn't affect my grade one way or another. It's just kind of there. there. So I'm gonna give it a B minus two, below average or around, but it's alright. All right. Well, that was dynamite, and now we're gonna move into a little bit of trivia. I'll quiz Jack on a topic of my choosing. It's what we call off the top of his head. 
Okay, so this week we're using AI, and it is Can Jack Guess the Wrestler off of a chat GPT description? Is this why you were looking at Brock Lesnar? Correct. I was looking at rosters to pick people. So I picked all people that you like, either you quite like, either current roster people in WWE Be or done. AEW to narrow it down, okay? And a lot of chat GPT starts out with their real names and where they're from, and I feel like that'll give it to you right away. So I'm going to kind of save those as like the clues if you don't get it off of their other description, okay? Uh-huh. So first one. American professional wrestler. Oh, I gave the American away, but that doesn't narrow it down much. That it's more of the foreign ones. Down um, known for his agility, technical prowess, and charismatic persona. He has been a key figure in WWE and has held multiple championships, including the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Rollins. Correct. Real name? Kobe Lopez. Correct. Next one. Uh, don't want that detail. I mean, you can ask me about the real name after. I might not American know, wrestler but... with a gritty and unpredictable style. Fox. Yes. Has Gritty got it for you? Yeah. How, what's I think his, his name's Jonathan Good, right? It is. I, I knew uh, that one for a long time. The rest was he's gained prominence for his work in AEW, where he became AEW world champion. Next one. Record three times. American before. wrestler known for his time in WWE's NXT brand and his charismatic presence. Adam Cole. Correct. Yeah. Oh, Austin Jenkins, yeah. And it blah, 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 AEW, Austin Jenkins, correct. Boom, three for three. I uh, won't say where he's from yet. Recognized for his hard-hitting and technical style. Gained acclaim in WWE's NXT UK brand. Pete Dunne. Correct. Hard-hitting technical. Being a notable figure on the independent wrestling scene. P Peter England. Yeah. yeah Peter England four. is correct. Boom. Um, this man has exhibited a dynamic, high-flying style, earning him recognition as one of the rising stars in Japanese wrestling. Takeshita. Known for his time in DDT Pro Wrestling. I wouldn't know. Is, is his Kanosuke name Takeshita? Takeshita is correct. Is that his name? Yeah. Really? That, it's a, it just says, it doesn't say he has a real name or not. Uh, I would assume that's it. But American wrestler associated with AEW. His cowboy theme persona. Hangman. And in-ring skills made him a fan favorite. I don't know his name. Uh, yeah. His name's Kanosuke Takeshita, I think. I believe it. Uh, what? Hangman? You, what's his name? It just says Adam Page. Is American it, wrestler uh, with a versatile style that combines athleticism. Stephen, Stephen Blake Waltz. Okay. Not uh, even close. American wrestler versatile style combines athleticism and charisma. Has worked for various so has worked for various promotions, including WWE, and currently competes on the independent scene. That's not true. He's in AEW. So I'll give you that correction. Versatile style, yes. Athleticism for sure. Charisma, yes. Swerve. Yes, Swerve. Nice. Shane Strickland, known as Swerve Shane or Strickland, Isaiah yeah. Swerve Scott. Yes. I think you know his indie name, so I won't use it. American wrestler who gained recognition in NXT, sorry, WWE's NXT brand, known for his high flying maneuvers, mm, not so much, and agility in the ring. Christian Casanova. Oh. Previous name. Mello, yeah. Correct. Carmelo Hayes. I do know that. Um. Recognized for his hard-hitting and dominant presence, he's held championships in various promotions and is known for his work in NXT. Say it again. Hard-hitting, fair, dominant presence, fair. Walter? Yes, Walter. G Gunta? I didn't want to say Austrian his wrestler. Name, his name's Walter, isn't it? It says Walter. Cap, I'm pretty sure that's... Walter. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah, pretty sure that's that. why they changed it, too, because I think his real name's Walter. Don't think you know his real name, so I'm going to give it to you for this guy. Kenneth Crawford? Oh, I've heard that. American wrestler known for his charismatic personality, true. Is it Kenny? And microphone skills. No, wait, he's 
Okay, never mind. Which is fair. Uh, I know. Notice it says nothing about his wrestling ability. It's promo skills. He has worked in various promotions, including Impact Wrestling and WWE. Oh, I've heard that name. It's kind of a big deal right now in WWE. LA Knight? Correct. Really? Yeah. I thought his name was Sean Ricker. You ready for the funniest part of this? Mm. So, as of my last knowledge update in January... I thought his name... Are you sure this, that's his name? Uh, no, it's what ChatGPT tells me. So Sean Ricker. Who knows? Uh, I knew that. Says, as of my last update, I do not have information about a wrestler named JD McDonough. So, not even ChatGPT disrespect... Just everyone <laughs> disrespects JD McDonough. That's horrible. I loved it. That's... Uh, Poor JD McDonough, man, can't catch a break. And um, everyone's calling him a Funko Pop because his, his head's not even that big. That's I don't, funny. It's pretty big relative to his shoulders. I don't. I mean, I, I don't, don't care. get it. And it's he can't help it. I don't it. get that. Uh, American wrestler known for his tenure, tenure sorry. I mean, in if you w- tried Jordan Devlin, because that's his name. In WWE's NXT brand. He is celebrated for his technical technical abilities and emotional storytelling. I would say Gardena? that. Is, yes, I'd say that is accurate. Is that his? That's not his name. Real name, I don't know, you're obsessed with the real names now. Well, because they didn't put them for all of them. I'll give you this guy's real name. Real name, James Sipperly, I believe it's pronounced. American wrestler. That's his name, yeah. American wrestler known for his laid back comedic persona. Riddle? No. Gained. I said someone you really like that current, yes. Gained popularity for his unique wrestling style characterized by his nonchalant approach. What did you say his name was? Uh, James Sipperly, C I P P E R. That is quite the name. That is the name. Here's a fun one. Adam Bridal. Recognized for his high-flying and acrobatic in-ring style, competed in various promotions, including Lucha Underground. I'll give you his origin. A South African wrestler. That we love. Both of us. South African. Oh, and Helico? Correct. Okay, so when I I think African, I always think like... You know, like a black African, so I'd never think of him. No, you Adam, can't that think is that his way. name. Yep. Um, professional wrestler associated with New Japan. He's known for his technical prowess and has held championships, including IWGP Heavyweight Championship, currently in AEW. Jay White. Correct. Okay, it was either him or From Osprey. From New Zealand. When it was New Japan, it was either him or Osprey. Canadian, hey wrestler with a successful career in WWE and Impact Wrestling, known for tag team work. Held multiple singles championships as well. Canadian. Currently in AEW. Christian? Correct. Couldn't give the real name. We know that one. Jay Leno. Last no, wait, one. Jay Riso. <laughs> Jay Leno. That's I a, a late night host. That. Yeah, no, from I know. Back he, in the he, day. From WCW? Uh, right. That's right. Yeah, uh, American wrestler associated with AEW. Last one. Known for his unique personality and daredevil in ring style. Darbeth. Correct a prominent figure in the promotion holding the TNT. So they did a pretty good job. Fairly accurate. Except for Jamie McDonough. A couple mistakes, but that's funny. <laughs> Not even Chat GPT that's supposed to know well, everything knows Chat GPT is stupid. We've, we know we've, they make we've mistakes. Established they, we've established they make so many mistakes. So I'm going to credit it to that. Jamie right. McDonough deserves his due respect. Good job on that. We'll turn our attention back to some wrestling from the week where we talk about what we liked and didn't like from whatever we watched. It's high spots and rest holds. All right, you're fired up. You okay, want to hit so SmackDown? This is dumb. It's... Cody's an idiot. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Okay, so Cody, I just I peeped a thing. Which okay, first off, high spot Dunn was wrestling and he won again with Bait. So yay, Pete Dunn. High I spot B Fabs back and aligned with Lashley. That's laughable. That makes me chuckle. 
That is honestly funny, and I will find that later. But then the big thing, your also the story Neo, is not cool. gonna finish at Mania. So, I don't. I'm. Am I missing something? The Rock is back, and so, we're getting like, Rock and Reigns. Cody's like stepping aside. Cody's doing this whole his whole spiel about he has to finish the story. He has to win that title because his dad never won it. Great, we've been there. We and got then leaves that. the ring. But no. But then he's like, but not at WrestleMania. Then why Jen or the Rumble, Cody? Like, and then he leaves for the Rock to like. Because doesn't what? winning the Rumble mean you're in the main event of Mania? Yes. So then what is he going to do? I don't know. They can't make a liar. Although then they do that whole thing where every match at WrestleMania is a main event. And that, that'll be their honestly, loophole. It's not even that he's not main eventing because there's been plenty of times. Like Rollins won the Rumble and he opened the show. Well, but like I told you I would laugh and I will laugh. because Start, start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, so dumb. It's He'll be honestly, back in this AEW is stupid. soon. I don't even like Cody, but I'm just annoyed because it's like, just do the thing already. Like, yeah. I don't get it. It's, it really doesn't make sense to me. I just love because to me, the message is, because you know how I always think Cody has this inflated sense of like his place in wrestling and his importance. I mean, he ended racism. And it's like, okay, so you won the Rumble for the second year in a row. This is a huge deal. You're going to finish the story. Oh, wait, Rock's willing to come. They could get... So get, back burner. Why get can't they the just like burner. do Rock Roman one Love night it. and then Cody the other night? I have zero interest in Rock Roman. Zero. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, zero. Love him or hate him, you can at least admit Cody finishing the story. It's like that's a the right thing to do, and that makes sense. Yeah. What is the point of Rock and Roman other than Rock? Yes, but like, why can't that's you do all. a non-title in Australia or something? Why? I don't understand. Oh, they won't use the Rock other than Mania. Or, or then why can't you do that without jeopardizing the story? Because it's just, it's stupid. It's hilarious to It's me. so stupid. and <laughs> I love it. It's just dumb. I love it. It's just stupid. Did you not have any Raw excitement? Uh, no, but Pete Dunn was wrestling, so all is fine in the world. All right, let's talk about some uh, NXT. I don't think you watched any this week. I don't think you were around. And watched is a strong word anyways. I, you weren't in the room, I don't think, for any of it. But anyways... Opening match was probably the best match on the show, if I remember correctly. It was the Dusty Road semifinals. So it's Mello and Trick taken on the LWO, which is Cruz del Toro, even though I'll call him by his FKA, Raul, Raul Mendoza. Mendoza. For some reason, that sticks in my head. And Joaquin Wild, really good opening match. Wild and del, del Toro are really good. They, I told you they did a double coast-to-coast -coast with one somebody in the Tree of Woe at some point. Del Toro's really good, man. It's just too bad. He has, I think that's the look and whatever that's holding him back because the man is awesome in the ring. Mm -hmm. um, anyways, Wild attempts a springboard attack. Mello hits him with a code breaker. Trick tags in. Mello clotheslines Cruz out of the ring. Trick knee to Wild, and it's over after 13 minutes. So it's Braun and Corbin taking on Trick and Mello at Vengeance Day. And then, uh, again, I'm assuming the Trick Mellow thing comes to a head. Maybe it's going to cost them the Dusty Cup. Who knows? But uh, after the match, did you hear what happened after the match? I did not enjoy this. Oba Femi. Oh, So remember yeah. how Oba's like, okay, he seems like he's a heel. Nope, now he seems like he's a face. Well, he attacks a baby face group after the match. So I assume that puts him in a heel camp. Um, Dragon Lee comes out to try and make the save. But Oba Femi takes out all three and stands tall. Why the hell do I now believe Dragon Lee has a chance against Oba Femi when Oba Femi just killed him and two of his buddies in like 40 seconds? No. He's so I did see that actually. I, it, saw the I hated that decision. It feels like the classic like WWE, WCW, but he's so big and they're so small, 
right? So how could those three so small dumb. guys possibly? It's, that's like they're always like it's that. like Even when Kevin Nash Vince. murdered every single one of the cruiserweight division. That does that sound like something Kevin Nash infuriated me. Um, so I like I. I guess maybe you're trying to clearly establish Femi as a heel, but he just decimated three people, including Why the guy Why can't he's you, like, at least, like... And it's okay. not like Dragon Lee was beaten down from a match. He came out fresh. It still sucks, but maybe have him take out the LWO guys and then Dragon Lee, like, runs him off. So at right. least he looks good. No, I he mean, killed them all. I, like, yes, it would still suck for LWO, but then at least it's, like... The guy who actually matters to your program is still protected, but not even that. It I guess. makes it feel like the match, like Femi's win, and I think Femi is winning, and I don't think there's right, any so way it's not he's like not, they're gonna hot but potato it. But no, still. Oh well, you could protect it a little. I thought you could, but I guess not. Ridge Holland was shown talking never to GM Ava about wanting to face all of Gallus later, youngest GM in history. Because remember, his story is he has no friends and Finish no one to story. help him do anything. Lexus King walks in with some merchandise and photos for Ava to congratulate her on her new position, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, King says he wants to talk to Ava about his future. Ava says she has an idea for tonight. King will face Holland later in the show. Ava gives the basket of merch to Holland, who gives it back to King because nobody wants his stuff, which I thought was funny, right? The pictures of himself and some of his merch. Uh, The rest of this was pretty standard. I do kind of like that it's hard to predict predict a winner in that match because both of them are sort of getting some focus right now. So that's nice because that's something AEW has been lacking for several yeah. weeks now. Earlier today, Tatum Paxley was being creepy with a photo of her and Lyra, at the, like caressing it with a feather. I think she always has this feather. She's got that fake, really fake looking bird. She does. Uh, she tries to text Lyra again. The idea being she's like spamming the text to Lyra and Lyra's not responding, I guess. Lyra walks in, says she got all of the messages. She asked Tatum why Tatum attacked Roxanne last week, and Paxley says that she was doing what Lyra wanted. And Lyra says she didn't want that. So I think the idea is when... I think Lyra said something like she's too focused on Roxanne to deal with Paxley right now. And so Paxley... She's trying to take the focus through off. Paxley's filter, that was like, well, then you need to take out Perez, and then I'll have time right. to deal with you, right? Um, so I like it that she's got this sort of... She's unhinged a little bit, right? Lyra says she didn't want that, says Tatum can't fight her battles for her. Paxley says that when she takes out Perez, Lyra will be the NXT Women's Champion forever. Paxley leave. Uh, Lyra sees the photo and is like, oh, come on. Um, Paxley's doing a good job as the creepily obsessed character. In a place where like so many people are presented generically, at least she's got some defining characteristics to her, right, at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we get a match right away. It's Roxanne and Tatum Paxley. Basically starts during a commercial, which I thought is a pretty crazy decision to make. Lyra's on commentary. And I feel like, because I keep typing Lyra, don't you feel like she'll get main rostered and just be Lyra? There's no way they're going to say Valkyria all the time. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a name made, made for I've main roster it. butchering. Yeah. And so I feel like they're just going to go, this is that's, Lyra. That's true. Yeah. That Especially is... since they've distanced herself from like the bird thing. That's a name made for main roster. I think so, right? For sure. I felt like it. Uh, Roxy to the top. She gets crotched by Tatum, who gets Roxy on her shoulders. Roxy. I keep calling her Roxy, too. Eh? I know. That's weird. You've like reverted back. Roxanne escapes, hits Pop Rocks, and it's over. Only five minutes. Didn't think it was bad. Paxley actually strung some non-basic moves together, which a lot of the brand new women can't do. So she looks pretty good in comparison, I thought. Uh, Tatum attacks Roxanne after the match. Roxanne ends up on the offensive. Lyra Valkyria steps in to defend Paxley, kind of out of instinct, I think. 
Roxanne and Lyra have a stare down while Paxley is, I thought she did a good job of selling being, she's like still on the ground, I think. And she's like thrilled that like her idol has come and saved her. Right. Mm -hmm. So she's, she's loving that. Um, I think Lyra Roxanne will be pretty good. I still don't fully grasp the dynamic, right? Like it's two baby faces, but one's edgy now, I guess. One's edgy and one has a weird sidekick. Right. One has a psychotic sidekick, but anyways, uh, Ariana Grace is trying to give Ren Sinclair advice basically about sounding more civilized and less like a hillbilly. When Fallon Henley walks in and kind of confronts Grace, Grace says Fallon's disrespectful and presumptuous. Fallon says she's going to get a match made. Again, Grace doing well in this character. Um, and Henley's kind of an obvious foil for her, right? You've got mm-hmm. this stuck up prim and proper beauty queen and then the the farm girl. Yeah. So that makes sense. Lola Vice basically squashes Electra Lopez. I was a little bit surprised. Less than three minutes. Black Mass did not look great or whatever she calls it. Yeah, it don't hit the same. I did expect Vice to win uh, since Lopez is main roster, but I didn't think it would be this quick. I still they just think to, like, fast track Lopez it. has something, but she has not impressed me in the ring the last couple times. But she's new too, right? So who knows? She's been there a decent while though. She so has. I don't know. And she's got an MMA background, so they should just automatically be awesome. Who, which one? Apparently, Lola. Oh, I thought you were talking about Lopez. No. Uh, multiple segments throughout the show with Dijak and Gacy kind of brawling all over the place. Started with Gacy interrupting Dijak as Dijak studying tape and doing the whole, like, doesn't matter what you do, you'll never get rid of me, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, just to skip forward, this culminates in their fighting on top of, a like, a trailer, a la Orton and Edge vibes. Oh, the best yeah, match that's ever. a good pull, yeah. No, that was the one before that. Oh, was it? Sorry. That was the 50-minute, not 50-minute, but what felt like a 50-minute last-minute standing match in an empty arena. Right. That one. Uh, Gacy ends up getting kicked into a dumpster. Long story short, their match will be no DQ at Vengeance Day, so that could be fun. Lexus King ended up defeating Ridge Holland with a super kick and a coronation. This time, it was draping in the ropes in under 10 minutes. It's because Gallus, my editorial looking like bees, I hate their black and white striped like rugby jerseys or whatever they wear. They mm-hmm. look like bees to me. It's, a, it's crazy. They get involved a couple times, including leading into the finish. About what you would expect from these two, passable but not great. Gallus then, uh, so Gallus. Gallus then attack Ridge post-match, bring chairs to the ring. Holland's leg in a chair, hit with another chair. I guess they're driving home the point that Ridge has no friends and you can just attack him and no one will ever come to help Nobody. Him. Not Pete Dunne. So Lexus King picking up a win, actually. Impressive. Uh, Mello and Trick are celebrating in the locker room. Trick says he was surprised to see Mello at Rumble. Kind of like, I'm supposed to be your buddy. Uh, shouldn't I know these things, right? And then immediately Mello says, I was surprised to see you at track uh, on SmackDown. It's like, nah, touche kind of thing, right? Potato, potato. Mello says he doesn't trust Ilya and is just looking out for Trick and himself. And their first and goal, which is a football reference, if you don't know, and he's about to get that NXT championship, but he can't let Ilya get in his head. Trick says he knows who Ilya is, and they've been dancing around each other, but he'll settle it tonight. Mello says Trick will be in the ring uh, tonight and then realize that what Mello has been saying about Ilya is right. So again, good interaction between these two, good chemistry, so many baby steps towards the end of this, which I think is coming. Family, they're out walking again. Guess what? They don't like OTM. Uh, they're talking really? a lot of talk about Rizzo again. She solves problems. She's Does tough. She? She's violent, she? whatever. She spoke and you missed it. I know you're, she's your favorite. No, she's like the worst thing I've ever heard. They are cartoon characters, right? And then it's weird because they're taking on a group that's actually trying to pull off like we're tough guys from the streets. 
but then you're wrestling cartoon characters so it it's doesn't hard. fit either group the really. family just are ridiculous and they don't they just kind of don't work for me at this point even though i think stacks is cool uh fallon's working out kind of like doing the little i think we're using one of those bands they all do before their matches to get their pump on brooks jensen walks in and talks he's trying to like reminisce with fallon a little bit like he's lonely or whatever and he's like he's wondering if they could and then fallon henley um has her match so they'll have to talk later and she just kind of walks away and he looks sort of upset um i guess he's just lonely and henley has no time for him mm. she's moved on to the, the oh it's because ren came in i think um, oh yeah well and briggs left him too yes exactly chase you in the ring ready for your claim to fame here buddy yeah we get a hot there it's basically call my young life like a funeral for chase you i guess they're dressed in black and it's a big highlight montage of all the stuff that happened including like thea hale signing and blah 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 but wait, JC Jane to the rescue with a whole bunch of women, most of whom I have no idea who they are. And you were right. Despite being 2024, it's a calendar. My understanding is in 2024, it is really hard to find images of attractive women. Like it's virtually impossible. In I've never done that in my life. Right. It's so It's impossible to I do. I couldn't even do it right now. So what better option than buying a calendar? Like it's the analog era. Mm. So, any, but I... To me, like I, there's I'm, mall. The malls like sell them. But I'm who mocking does it, that? but like the ridiculous universe that Chase you exists in, it kind of makes sense, right? It doesn't really bother me. I guess, but like, even still, JC says projected sales will not only save Chase you. <laughs> so in storyline, this is a university that suffered enough debt to go bankrupt. This calendar is going to do more than that. It's gonna sell enough to get them not only out of that, but, but to also the profitable land. Yeah. Yes. So They'll, you not only have to get out of whatever debt they have, which is what hundreds of thousands, right? That's right. But it's also got to be profitable. And it's that this calendar. So not they'll make money, and the calendar goes on sale this Sunday at Vengeance Day. How and like launch them into the next decade? Is the NXT roster like as creepy and horny as Vince and Laurinaitis or something? I, like I don't know. This is and is that a bad reference to make already? No, no, it's fine. Chase is speechless. Hugs JC. Says that uh, you did it. He had his doubts, but she is definitely part of Chase. You. That's. No. This was far too long. And the fact that in 2024, a calendar can save a university from bankruptcy is funny. That might be one of the most far-fetched things they've done. It, But again, it makes sense in their stupid universe. So uh, it's okay. Ariana Grace actually picks up a win over Fallon Henley in their match. Right? Jakara Jackson is causing a distraction. Finish. What a finish. And Lash hits a pump kick to Fallon. And After like her... a double take from Fallon. After a what? Remember she like looked over and then like kind of walked. Oh, yeah. Remember? I forgot you were there for that. Yeah, the timing wasn't great. Like, it was supposed to be, <laughs> like, Lash surprised Henley. And I, I think the idea was Henley's going to turn around into a boot. But it's like, she's looking she up the ramp. Early she's and looking Lash up has the to, ramp. Like, run down. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't great. But I think this was a creative way to sort of give Grace a win. And she'll talk about this like she won legitimately against, like, an experienced woman. And I like that. Um, so As I, you do. I thought it was clever. Heritage Cup match, Noam Dar retained after winning 2-0 in the fourth round. Um, so Vaughn dominated the first round, and remember it ended with those really weak strikes. You were there for some yeah, of this. Yeah, that was... So I he starts to untape his hand, like, I guess going for the knockout, but, like, he, he barely pulls off enough tape, and then his strikes yeah, look he, crappy, like, too. Yeah, he, gave up halfway. Dar hit the Nova roll in the second round to go up 1-0. Round three was the good old commercial break round for the most of it. And then uh, Dar ended up just countering a roll-up. Or sorry, um, a roll-up countered for the win. He did like a jackknife, I think it was. Anyways, um, 
surprised that he just won clean, which I think is an awesome decision. So I was very happy with that. Dar mocked Stone's kids after the match because they were in the front row, which made me laugh too. So he barely escapes, but Mensa gets got and take he gets tabled by Vaughn. So I think this was really well done because Noam Dar deserves to be protected because he's awesome. I love Dar. The Heritage Cup needs to stay with him because it just works. Also, the metaphor entrance is beautiful. All people really want out of Vaughn is him tabling people, which they got, right? It didn't even go like, and this is one of those, it didn't go 1-1. He won two straight against the big dominant monster. So I like that, that he got the decisive win and all people want from Vaughn is that table and they got it. So I don't know where Vaughn goes from here, but at least he didn't beat Noam Dar. He doesn't have to go anywhere. He doesn't have to go anywhere, no. Uh, Trick and Ilya face-to-face in the ring for the final segment. Trick won't shake hands right away, accuses Dragunov of playing with him, right? So it's kind of like Melo's been getting in his head and somebody else is telling him the same thing too. Probably Lexus, I don't know. Yeah, I think Seems it like was. I think it was do. Lexus. Um Ilya points out that he only offered the match to Trick for Vengeance Day, and Trick was the one who accepted it, which is fair, right? He didn't force him or anything. Uh, Ilya says he did play mind games with Corbin, but that's because Corbin made it personal by referencing his family. Ilya says Trick is not focused and doesn't know who to trust. His and Trick's rivalry actually made Trick more of the man he is today than Mello ever did. Trick says to leave Mello out of it. Ilya says it's not about Mello, it's about Trick. If Trick shows any weakness in their match... Ilya will destroy him and everything he built, which is probably true. Yep. Trick says no one, not even the Mad Dragon, can destroy what he built. He's not the same as before, and he's building the world on his destiny. Ilya loves the look on Trick's face, and he knows Trick will give him everything. Trick will end up writing history on Sunday, just not the history that he thought he would. Trick says may the best man win. He extends his hand. Ilya takes it and hugs him as well. Uh, Braun and Corbin then come in and randomly attack, I guess trying to take out half of their opponents for the Dusty Cup. Um, Carmelo Hayes comes out and makes the save, but he gets overwhelmed. Trick saves Mello instead, and they send Braun and Corbin over the top. Officials hold them back. Trick turns around to look at Ilya, who talks to him as Mello Mello watches off to the side. So kind of like Mello tries to save, but Trick ends up doing the saving. Good final segment. Dragunov making a lot of good points coming off well as the honorable babyface who just wants the best out of his challenger. Trick is pulling off the, like, I'm a little bit distracted and don't know who to trust coming into the big match of his life when he's supposed mm-hmm. to be dialed in, right? He's not. And I think, like, the idea is Mello has insidiously sort of... It'll, kind of, it'll probably cost him, him, right? I like, think so, Some right? sort of way. I imagine. Um, and then shifting into TNA, forgot to mention because partly because I had to go and look for it because the totally legal methods I used to watch TNA did not have the Ali premiere be, or debut because it was after the... They did the whole thing where the TNA logo You mean when you watched up. it perfectly normally on Axis TV? Correct. They did it the way um, NXT used to do it and I loved it, right? The show's done and then there's something. You had to keep... Like, Although that kind of varies all For years, I would behind. watch NXT up until the very last second just because they Because of things so like much. Gargano and Champa, right. and, you know, turns like that and whatever, yeah. So he he did make his debut last week in a vignette where you're right, he is doing that politician character that I thought was pretty interesting. So anyways, um, the show starts after recaps of the week before, and the first thing commentary referred to is that Jordan Grace appeared in the Royal Rumble, and I was curious as to, like, how much they would talk about it and how much billing. A lot. But again, 
the totally normal way that I watch TNA, I did. There's a little bit of stuff cut out this week, so I missed a couple things. But I mean, when you watch it on was, Access TV like everyone else, right? When I watch it on Access TV like everyone else, yeah. the Jordan Grace vignette was gone. But anyways, Nick Nemeth, Trey Miguel in the opener. He beat Wentz last week, and he took out Trey after the match, leading to this. Wentz distractions several times, get Trey the advantage early. Trey fakes an injury at one point, so Wentz can do some more damage to Nemeth behind the ref's back. Rascals cheat throughout. Wentz eventually gets sent to the back. Super kick for the win. Didn't even hit the, what was it, dangerous danger zone? That's not, zigzag's not good either, but at least it was like in his name. Macklin attacks Nemeth after the match. Super kick, KIA, and the heels stand tall. KIA? Um, I forget what it stands for. It's it's not the cool finisher he had before. It's what was different that? now. I forget I what he had. What was I remember he had the spear in the corner, which I love. That wasn't a finisher. No, it that was not. like a setup. Well, but now the KIA is a DDT based thing. Kill in something. A solid opening match. Nemeth gets another quality win because he's doing the whole like, I'm not here to jump in line. I'm here to earn my spot. So he's got to win a bunch of matches. Can't just get thrown in like Deanna Perazzo into a championship. Um, I think I preferred last week's match against Wentz, but this was still good. Nemeth's match with Macklin will be a step up from the Rascals, I guess. And later we get a backstage segment where it almost implies the Rascals and Macklin are becoming a unit. Uh, and they bump into Speedball backstage and Macklin stops Ma- uh, Wentz from getting in Bailey's face and then they just leave. So seems like Macklin may be aligning himself with the Rascals and like leading them almost, which is a weird combination. Because you've got, they're like the, Macklin's like, the party weed-smoking dudes, but and like, he's like the straight-laced military yeah, guy. They're both no heels, but they're completely different right. heels. So it's weird. It'd be like... Okay, It'd be like Riddle and Imperium. A little <laughs> if bit. If Riddle was a heel, yeah. Right. Um, Con, God, Con, speaks the truth about the design, at least, and Diener's not happy about it. He's basically like, we keep rebuilding and redoing and getting nowhere kind of thing, which New is like, design, oh, same amen, result. brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and Khan seems to be like taking over. He's like, I'm kind of done. And he says he's the most dangerous man in TNA and it starts tonight. Um, so thank God Con, they're abandoning. Con solo run? Yeah, oh, please. Wait till you see who his fused feud is with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's exciting. Oh, God. So at least the designer done, uh, but a con push in a singles run is not something I'm asking for. But Decay needs to follow suit about the disbanding thing. Get on that. Uh, and speaking of which, Decay squashed a couple local jobbers. Yeah, but do you want Jessica Havoc in solo matches? No, I just want them gone. Uh, if, I don't know if a split would make them gone or they would just have matches against each other. They'd become their alter, their alter egos again because mm. that was amazing too. <laughs> I guess if I have to see Decay, at least it was over quickly. Then MK Ultra are shown picture in picture wanting a rematch against Decay. Um, and I guess this is my note. Decay are about as fresh as month old bread. And I noticed <laughs> I noticed a new noticed a new female They're as fresh ref, as I decayed think. bread. Yes. There's a new female ref, I believe, because I didn't recognize her. MK Alter want the rematch. Luna, Danny Luna, and this the logic here was flawed too, because they're basically like, Yeah, but we did so good in the ultimate X that we deserve the match. But MK Ultra were champions, and usually there's rematches, but anyways. No makes sense. So we get the first, I know you've been waiting, the first edition is Soundcheck with Alan Angels. Do you remember uh, who the first guest was going to be? Soundcheck sounds so familiar. It was like... It's because he's like the leading man or the, the front man is his gimmick. So I it's think, all rock and roll. I'm thinking of Smog Check from the School of Rock show. His first guest is Josh Alexander. Riveting. Long story short, Angel seems to be implying, he's like, 
you rise to the top, you have to step on a lot of toes and whatever, whatever, whatever. And Alexander, like, do a lot of things. And Alexander's like, no, man, I kind of am honorable. I just, like, fought in the ring really hard and blah, blah, blah. And I guess Angels is saying that he owes, he doesn't say himself specifically, but he's like, you know, you owe people some whatever. And he's like, who? And it's kind of implying himself, right? So he thinks Alexander is ungrateful about something. Alexander and myself have no idea what he's talking about. Angel says Alexander's setting a bad example for his son. Alexander's like, that crosses the line and he just leaves. Always does. Can't cross the line like TNA. So I guess the point is Angels is making this about himself instead of interviewing the guy. I don't really know. Angels was fine, but I don't. It's not the clearest debut of a new segment. Like he's a heel, obviously. Was it in ring or is it no, like? No, it was like a backstage sit down sort of thing. Uh. Uh, Brian Myers, Kevin Knight, picture-in-picture picture promo for Knight. He has friends in TNA too, he says, because obviously he's anticipating the system getting involved. Who's he friends with other than Kushida? That's who he's friends with. Oh. He needs to lose the Hitman sunglasses, was my comment. We're told we'll get a behind-the-scenes on Jordan Grace at the Rumble later, but that's part I don't get on Access TV. <laughs> there you um, go. I did notice Alyssa's like trying to dress classy now, like in a cocktail dress, if that's the right word being a guy who wears sweatpants and t-shirts at work it's hard it's hard to make me comment on classy clothes um knight goes off the top myers gets out of the way hits the roster cut for the win solid match good contrast to styles super athletic and like steady hand sort of ground attack guy the system looked to attack after the match but it is kushida comes out and the heels have to retreat but it's one guy is he serious kushida no he oh, then why are you running away and i'm hoping now this time the affiliation is more like they're equals instead of like it's he's this young boy for Kushida, yeah. right? Because it's time to elevate Knight. He's cool. Um, enough of him being a protege. Let's get him to be a, like a contemporary, if that's the term. Mustafa Ali vignette interrupts a Saban interview. He's here to lead the fearful. People are afraid of change, etc. And he approves this message, which is a, the political sort of sign off for many people. And the good hands are now there, and they're touting, touting Ali as the next X Division champion. Saban's not happy, challenges Skyler to a match next week. Skyler hopes that Ali will be watching. So how would you feel about the good hands being affiliated with Ali? Yeah, that doesn't sound good. If maybe, they, maybe it works. Depends if, if they he's ditch mid, their he's name, card. they can't be the good hands then, right? Yeah. Like, get a new name. I don't mind them being the tag team led by Ali, to be honest, but not as the good hands. Yeah, that's I fair. like both of the guys in the pair, but that's they need fair. to be tweaked a little bit. Kaz to the ring to explain why he turned on Eric Young because we're all so curious. He talks about choosing to return to TNA and he, talk, he even mentions that in that hokey member TNA's returning, he was the guy that went into the water to get out the, the what was a briefcase or whatever. Um, so reminding me of that funny little thing. He says he's given more to TNA than anyone can imagine. He's tired of being overlooked and watching others get opportunities. He mocks the fans, says that the hero has become the monster. Eric, he's picking on Eric Young because Eric Young is the heartbeat and the lifeblood of TNA. Is he? So Kaz is targeting him first. Then the fans have permission to hate him now. Um, I, I guess permission. fine for being his first words as a heel. He does get passed over a lot. And EY does get a million opportunities, but they got to follow this up with some decisive actions because Kaz is not a natural heel, right? So they got to do something to yeah, like. Yeah, no, he's he's really not. No, he's and his offense is at least healing. not in this day and age either. It's like it's no. more so that he's just like kind of old and not cool. 
He's yeah. I was just watching. It's kind of mean sounding, but like watching just, some old TNA to fall asleep last night, and I don't know what year it was. It was the first two-hour episode. I've seen Fortune, and they did a battle royal. Reverse battle royal. No, and man, there was a lot of talent I loved at that point. There's a lot of cool wrestlers there. Anyways, another and Ash Taz was one of them. Another Ash by Elegance vignette with the same dramatic voiceover and like meaningless praise, which I think is quite funny. The problem is. It's probably not supposed to be. I, it might be, but at some point, Fat the, chance, at fun, some point, the bell's going to ring, or they're going to give her a microphone, and neither of those things are going to be good. Yeah, the whole so, like, this is relying on her not doing anything. This character is peaking right now when she doesn't speak or wrestle. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not even trying to be mean, but that's just true. I think that's fair because she's not good. So that's not good. But I have laughed at the vignettes. Deaner's in the ring now, talking about the design being dead and it won't come back to life. Cut to PCO's ridiculous reanimation thing before he enters now. Uh, and they have a match as commentary. Tell us Diener is on his own. So guess what? PCO squashes Diener. It's confusing PCO. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's a dream. I, I just Sorry, did you say dream match? Like, dream match? That is what I was referring to. You as, said yeah. dream match. That's what I just said. Yeah, dream match. PCO salt in maybe a minute. Khan comes out, attacks PCO. So he's not on his own because he's attacking the guy who just beat his... Helps Diener to his feet, only to take him out with a clothesline and an aggressive neck snap. Killed the man. Oh, like the fiend. So he's dead. Khan then suffocates... Well, you think he's dead, but... And guess who's cashing guess who in on was dead. pop culture? He's doing the, the claw. Oh. The Von Eric claw. So he does like a skull palming slam and then like squeezes him or suffocates him. I think Great O'Conn used to do that. He did like the vice, the uh, like the vice grip. Yeah. Or, that's not a vice grip, is it? Or is, mm, uh, he did the, he did the Iron Claw choke slam, I think. I'm not sure they could have planned a feud that I would care less about than these two plodding, uninteresting monsters. I can't imagine. You can't make it up. Doll is backstage trying to convince swan that he should let him help oh, him conjure go after top dollar swan says no again then rhino enters and basically tells him to f off no one wants dollar's help con and pco and then you do rhino and top dollar <sighs> boom not sure what they're doing with dollar i guess he's like i guess the idea is he's offering his clout and visibility right like hey why wouldn't you want me what clout i don't know who cares about top dollar? basically the same as last week with a cameo from rhino this week so not good Recap, I referred to, had Jordan Grace interview and a Masha-Jody threat match that Masha won quickly, apparently. But the feed I watched on Access TV did not have either of these things. <laughs> so straight to the main event, <laughs> which is the first God match. Damn you, Access TV. First match in a best of three series. It's Grizzled Young Veterans taken on ABC. So it's the story of this, right, is Grizzled Young Veterans are trying to slow things down. ABC is trying to pick up the pace and fly around the ring. A couple notable things. I like the match, but just I don't want to go move for move and stuff I'm quickly recapping that no one watches. A dangerous kind of looking driver that was wrist control by Austin to Drake in the middle of this. Nice running drop kick by Drake as Gibson was holding Austin in the corner. You can hear Gibson at one point berating Ace Austin near the end of this, and it's great because it's like classic Gibson, right? Like Gibson's just, great at that, yeah. He is. <clears throat> Excuse me. Bay dives to the floor. Drake runs him into the steps. Austin's alone holds his own for a bit before Drake uses a scarf to quickly choke and like pull him backwards onto the mat. Grit your teeth. Grizzled Young Veterans win the first match in the series. It is not as good as their old finisher. It's not bad, but it's like... It's definitely no ticket to mayhem. It feels like a finisher they should use if they can't lift the guy. You yeah. know, not in where they're facing ABC. 
And in, in TNA, they'll be able to lift everybody, basically. Yeah. Very good tag team match and main event, but it does feel like they're saving something for future matches. And that makes sense in a best of three series, right? It's kind of like this is the appetizer and the main event is still to come. Again, really happy with the presentation of Grizzled Young Veterans. They're thrown in top of the tag team card, winning their first match against the champs. Um, so I think that's great. It, it's just establishing them as an important team, which they are and should are. be, right? So the crowd was into this. It's nice to see, personally, I really enjoy seeing legit established tag teams in the main event of a wrestling show. Really like that. We need mm -hmm. more when it's earned, we love that. Um, so that's it for me, and we already talked about SmackDown uh, to start. Anything else? I didn't get to watch anything uh, interesting. Did you get anything for figuring this week? Uh, no. All right. Well, that's going to wrap us up, and that's okay. We just hit two and a half hours, and I need to go to bed to drive about two hours to each way for your brother's basketball games tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Off to Niagara Falls tomorrow. Mom said you're gone like all day. We're gone like all day, so you Shucks. are on your own, right? You're going to miss. Don't miss me too much, buddy. Mm-hmm. So um, thanks for taking some time out of your week to listen to us talk about some wrestling. We'll be back next Saturday for episode 186. And the worst of is coming at some point. I don't know when. Even though it's a little late, but we'll, we'll, we will still That's do okay. It. It's a nice little... Everyone else did theirs right on time. People have had time to digest. Yeah, once the hype's die down and it doesn't matter much, then we'll do it. That's right. Because we were That's all about promoting ourselves. We strike when the iron's hot. <laughs> we absolutely do. So see you next Saturday for 186. Until then, everybody, take care. <laughs>